let possums be. They're good. They eat ticks. They eat ticks. We want possums. In your house? I don't care. They don't do anything. I mean, possums are... They have big teeth. They look scary, but they don't... They don't... I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't want a possum in my they're house. They're not going to attack you, though. Unless they're no, rabid. They, they play possum. They, the whole... They, exactly. They do. It happened in our yard twice. I know. It's hilarious when they... they just do you go, think they're dead? Yeah. Yeah. And they're the really dogs, good at it. They're the, awesome. The dogs are like, wow, you're no fun to play with. And the dogs just kind of wander off. And right. After a while, the possum gets up and scurries off. Yeah. They're great actors. One of them, like one time, I had had this really elongated death scene. Though it was, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> then it fell backwards. Stay Stabbed. And then it just said, "Why?" and fell down. Avenge me. Avenge me. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's five after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Increasing clouds today. Going to be a warm day with a shower late in the day. 58. Rain tonight. Some of it heavy. We stay in the 50s. Then rain Changing to a wintry mix by tomorrow evening. Temperatures falling into the low 30s during the day. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 45 degrees now at DVE. We're in a little bit of a heat wave today, but enjoy it because it's going to get ugly the next couple of days. Uh, 45 now, uh, Val Porter. President Trump says it is unlikely he'll be interviewed by the special counsel in that Russia probe. We'll see what happens. I mean, certainly I'll see what happens. But uh, when they have no collusion and nobody's found any collusion, at any level, uh, it seems unlikely that you'd even have an interview. Uh, let's pretend there's no collusion, number one. Let's just pretend there's no collusion, despite the unbelievable evidence uh, to the contrary. There's lots of obstruction of justice, too. There's more than one thing. Also, your ties to the Russian mafia, which are now readily apparent. He's calling off his own investigation. Well, there's no collusion. It was reported earlier this week that Trump's lawyers were in talks with federal investigators to set a date for an interview. 21 people are under arrest after a pre-dawn nationwide immigration raid of 7-Eleven stores. Agents showed up unannounced yesterday at nearly 100 7-Elevens in Washington, D.C. and 17 states. It is the biggest crackdown on a company suspected of hiring illegal immigrants since President Trump took office. It is described as a warning to other businesses. McKees Rocks police say one person is in custody after a meth lab bust. Cops say an active meth lab was found yesterday inside a basement-level apartment in the complex on Vine Street. Residents did have to be evacuated from that building. There's no word on when they could return. Women are feely, men are showy least when it comes to money. According to research by LinkedIn, when it comes to finances, women define success by feeling financially secure, while men prefer to show off what they are doing and doing well financially. Women saw not living paycheck to paycheck and being debt-free as measures of financial success. Men were more likely to say that material wealth and a job people admire were signs of doing well. In another worldwide study, women prefer rich guys to poor guys, I guess, so they can feel secure. (laughs) Uh, In the study, women were asked to rate the attractiveness of men in pictures on a scale of 1 to 10. When the women were told the man in the picture had a salary 10 times bigger, 
Two points were added to that attractiveness scale. For example, guys who earned 30 grand per year scored a six on the attractiveness scale, got bumped up to an eight when they earned 300 grand. For guys rating the attractiveness of women, things were very different. To get a two-point bump on the attractiveness <laughs> score, a woman's salary would need to increase by 10,000 times. Sure, she might be unemployed, but look at those boobs. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show? Was it was it Joe Millionaire? Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy who wasn't was like a construction worker. Was mm-hmm. that girl? That, that was one of my favorite shows. Was that the show? The local girl was on from Hunker. What was her name? Emily? Was that her Sarah. name? Sarah. That show slurping was noises. Awesome. <laughs> oh my god! They had god, that was, was like, like twenty closed, years ago. Closed captioned. Uh, underneath, once they got to a little sotto voce, you know, you couldn't hear what they were saying, and they had closed caption, and then it just said, slurping noises. <laughs> it was like, uh, guess what, sweetheart? You didn't slurp a, a, a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a construction worker. Yeah, you just slurped up. Like, a, a foreman. Yeah. <laughs> Many things are returned daily to Costco, and now even dead, used Christmas trees. A woman in Santa Clarita, California, decided to take hers back. Rare.us reports a few days into the new year, a Costco customer dragged her dead Christmas tree to the local Costco and asked for a refund. A picture posted online shows a Christmas tree in the package return line. News of the Christmas tree return was initially circulated on Facebook by the person who captured the image. Board Panda said the person who took the photo claimed the woman was reluctantly given a refund. What? That's weird. You're starting a bad yeah, precedent what, here. What are you doing? I was going to say that's a hilarious prank. To yeah. just bring your tree back after Christmas. Now you've opened the door for everybody to do that. This doesn't work. This, uh, this tree is dead. Yeah. Sold me a dead tree. Coca-Cola <laughs> is giving its iconic Diet Coke a modern makeover. So they say company believes its new sleek packaging and new flavors will better connect the Diet Coke brand to millennials. Coca-Cola next month will offer four new flavors, including ginger lime, twisted mango, feisty cherry, and zesty blood orange. Uh, they'll have newly designed skinny 12-ounce cans. Coke planned the facelift about two years ago after seeing a decline in sugary drink consumption among health-conscious millennials. In music news, the late ACDC guitarist Malcolm Young will be the subject of a tribute concert February 17th in Melbourne, Australia. All proceeds will benefit the Dementia Foundation. He succumbed to that disease November 18th. Kenny Wayne Shepherd has been nominated for two Blues Music Awards, Rock Blues Album of the Year and Rock Blues Artist. The awards will be handed out May 10th in Memphis. Exhibitionism, the Rolling Stones memorabilia extravaganza, is staying in Las Vegas a little while longer. Originally, it was set to close at the end of this month at the Palazzo, but the exhibition has been extended through February 25th. So if you're a Stones uh, fan and you're headed for Vegas for a little trip, you can uh, still get a look at that stuff. Finally, YouTube is cutting its business ties with Logan Paul. The vlogger was dropped Wednesday as an ad partner and from the original series Foursome after sharing a controversial video of a man hanging from a tree in the Japanese forest known for people committing suicide there. Paul claimed the clip was posted to raise awareness for mental health, but it was removed after many dubbed it insensitive and asked for Paul to be banned from the site. 
YouTube did later tweet out that it violated its community guidelines and said it was looking into further consequences. Paul has issued two public apologies and remains inactive on all social media platforms. Did you see somebody post like a, the video of all the other completely obnoxious stuff he did in Japan? Oh, yeah. That well, was it's like what he's known for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he's such an idiot. But like he has 15 million subscribers. So this the, YouTube is rewarding guys like that. And that dude's making crazy money. Ten-year-olds can subscribe. Right. So and and nobody's watching that beyond a ten year old or a, you know whoever subscribe. I don't know yeah. who these people are. It's like you young know, young kids, prepubescent kids are watching that stuff. That's why nobody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Wait a minute, this guy has fifteen million followers. Never heard of him." It's like, well, that's because he's like you know no, jackass Raffy, right? Rain later today, upper 50s for the high, but there's a winter storm watch tomorrow afternoon through Saturday afternoon. Expect snow and freezing rain. It's 45 now at DVE. Yeah, the DVE morning show. Mark Madden is brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. What are you laughing at, Val? Nothing. Tell me. Uh, no, I don't think you want me to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I'm laughing at the same thing. I'm not going to tell you either. <laughs> Do I have a booger in my nose? No. Nope. It's something no. on her computer. <laughs> is it something on your computer? No. Yeah, you guys can go ahead and believe that. You guys have a lot of computers, a lot of screens in here. A lot going on. Mark so Madden screens. Uh, from 105. It's like NASA. <laughs> Mark Madden from 105.9 X is here right now. Cute puppies. Good to see you. Good to be seen. That was fun. All right. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> I guess our next order of business. Stillers. Look, how can you... Th- All right, the pens have the off week, so it's even easier. Right. Uh, to by the way, Chris Letang, uh, he Instagrammed a picture of him dog sledding. I did, like it. Did one of the dogs steal the puck and go in and score? <laughs> or did he just set the dog up with a really half-assed pass across the ice? He's the quarterback of the number one power play in the NHL since Thanksgiving, right? Oh, that's penalty kill since no, num- number. Well, yeah, they're doing a, a good job on the PK too, but number one on the season power play, twenty-six point three percent conversion. Trade I know him. you like the. Got to trade him. I know you like me to spit stats. I love when you spit. So here's the thing: what the, the Steelers. Funny, you always <laughs> yell at me for it. Uh, Steelers, Jags. It's a different kind of spit. I and asked Jags. This, asked this of Mike earlier, Coach Tomlin. He got guff, grief, if you will, from the <laughs> the national media uh, for looking past his opponents to the Patriots in early December when he t- oh, talked with uh, Tony Dungy, and then he went out and won every game leading up to that. Patriots game and then lost that game. Yeah, but good thing he looked ahead. I mean, now it really feels like there there's an actual potential of them looking past the Jags. Oh, I I don't know. I, I think that might be true, except they got killed by the Jags hmm. back in Week Five, thirty to nine, and the quarterback threw five interceptions. So I think that precludes uh, looking past Jacksonville. And when 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 we discuss it out loud, it actually might be good that they got killed by Jacksonville. Oh, in week it is. Five. Because it does keep them from from looking ahead to New England, but but I do think they beat Jacksonville. I I just don't think Jacksonville because of Bortles against Ben. He's terrible. And, and, and you know even though their running attack is top of the league, that's never mattered less in the National Football League. They have a great running attack, and they don't have a great O line in terms of pass blocking. So I just think a lot of little things are going to add up to make sure the Steelers win this game. Although I think the result's going to be in doubt for for at least a half and maybe longer. What about Ben's 
desire to make up for that five interception game. How do you keep him from pushing too hard and forcing the ball when he shouldn't? Call running plays. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he can a lot of ball out of him. Well, uh, I don't know. I've heard that uh, from a few people that he'll try to to throw like you know uh, two touchdowns on every pass. Yeah, to try to make up for the five picks. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think if he gets off to a good start, that'll kind of reel him in in that regard. But I can't picture Ben at his age uh, so close to winning a third Super Bowl ring, letting something as as petty as that uh, take him out of a game that's so important to just just get the W and move on. So I can see, I mean, Ben having talked about it, has us talking about it, saying, I want to play the, yeah. the, the Jags again. That wasn't me back then. But uh, I, I think on Sunday he'll take a deep breath and do what needs to be done because that's what he always does. Yeah, and he's got to get to the white whale game, which is New England. And that, I, I can't wait. Boy, one week from today, oh. it'll just be our Armageddon. <laughs> it, it will just be hype beyond hype we've ever had for a Steeler game. And I'm not kidding. That game against New England, AFC Championship game in, in uh, a week and a half, will have more hype than game of the Super year. Bowls have had right. in this time. Definitely. Uh, can't can't look past the Jags. I can. Got, got you what can. Look, can't look yeah, past. We don't the Jags. play for the team. That's right. You got to <laughs> beat this team at home. A lackluster start to this game with the uh, off week and but, uh, um, sitting the starters for the final week. Uh, that it's lining up for a slow first half for them. Well, if 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 the Jags come out like get one of their patented nine minute touchdown drives and take a seven nothing lead. That'll suck the air right out of the building, out of the city, out of the county. Right. I mean, and just, out of the Commonwealth. <laughs> that's right. And that's no. It's already been sucked out of Philadelphia when when Wentz got hurt. Uh, and that's what the Jags need to do. They need to, to to just you know take the game to their pace, which I'm not sure they did that back in Week Five. I think Ben just gave away the game just, for, for the most part. Two pick sixes. Yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. in retrospect. I mean, I remember you know talking about that game the day after. I had never seen anything like that. No, and there were a lot of tips and a lot of uh, bad breaks, but still, five picks thrown by a quarterback of that caliber in a game like that, and, and that was really kind of the birth of the notion that the Jacksonville secondary was among the best in the league, a, a mantle they've uh, proved they they deserve since then. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, in a way their coming out party. Yeah. Uh and Boys, I we like to say around here coming out party. Coming out party. I like how they didn't back down uh the Jaguars. Kind of like Tom Petty. Well they didn't back down. <laughs> they and stood their ground. They've uh been trash talking the whole way and you know, the, these guys are not they're not meekly They're not shrinking violence. Yeah, they're not taking the mantle uh, you know, just quietly like, you know, well we respect our opponents. They're like trash talking. Like, yeah, careful what you wish for, we're coming for you. And that you know I don't know if it's Yeah, that blatant. Boye guy. Which made me say, Yeah, Boye Yeah, Boye and uh <laughs> Ramsey. Ramsey yeah, you know, just be careful what you wish for, here we come. Yeah, I, but the I don't one, know that it was overt well, they're players. Those guys, they can Trash say what they talk. want because they, 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 they're great defensive backs. And one thing uh, I read about with the Jags is they normally play. Uh, um, I don't want to say a soft zone, but they play. You know, cover two, cover three. But they're, they they man up against the Steelers. They are uh, versatile enough to to try to take a B out of the game and uh, make Lev Bell be the primary weapon for the Steelers. Although I think that'll be a mistake on their part because I think I think Bell's extremely dangerous. Then again. If it comes down to Bell versus Fournette and who produces the most on the ground, maybe that's the kind of game Jacksonville does want to dictate.
To me, the, the Jacksonville is like is Baltimore with Kyle Bowler, like a, a formidable defense. <laughs> but the, I mean, it has to go such a certain way for them to have success. Well, I, I like when I've heard some people say, mostly callers, and they're all imbeciles. They they say, well, this would be such a huge upset. You know, no, it wouldn't be Tebow. We've been Tebow. It, it, it wouldn't be San Diego back. What year was that trip? Ninety four. Yes, uh, that was double digit. What was the Tebow number? Anybody remember? I, I forget, but but I think I it think was this, there. So the San Diego it couldn't have been was like too 13, crazy. Oh yeah, right. That, when, that was absurd. When Papunu caught a touchdown that I believe was eventually measured at one hundred ninety seven yards. And he just kept running. By the time he stopped running, he was like in the parking lot in the strip district. And then he did the rip the top off the coconut or the pineapple and drink it. Did spike. he really? Oh, yeah. It was tremendous. I still remember That's it. Racist. I remember the buildup to that game. It. Natron means business. Anyway, Randall, you were about to say something. Um, <laughs> let's go for the best case scenario because we were kicking this around before you got in here. Steelers win the Super Bowl. Or how about Steelers beat the Patriots? Right. All right. Does the Super Bowl at that point become anticlimactic no because it's a super bowl it would seem that way in the immediate and i mean like right after yeah. they beat the patriots aftermath but the super bowl is never anticlimactic does no but it would help them get over it if they lost it well at least we beat those new england a-holes which makes it more likely for ben yeah. to come back winning or losing you see i've hesitated to guess because you know that's you know ben his family how his body feels all those non-football issues but if you look at it from just a football perspective, mm-hmm. I think if Ben wins the Super Bowl, well, I would quit if I were him. I'd retire Me too. Walk- having done that. Definitely. If I <laughs> lost the Super Bowl after having beat New England, I would probably come back. If I lost to New England, then I would let you know the other things I just mentioned, you know, the body, the family gotcha. dictate, because at that point you're banging your head against the same brick wall over and over again, and you wonder if you're ever going to break through. Which that that would have to be the ultimate frustration for him and for this team if they would lose to New England in the AFC final again. How about if he wins it? Does he want to come back and win one more and tie Bradshaw? That's that was what I was going to get at. Do you think one he more about Bradshaw. Yes, a little bit. Really? Oh my yeah. God! Yes, yes, I really. Do. Yes, yes, I. Uh, you do. know, you know what? I, I never got that impression. And so many of these quarterbacks that he reveres have gotten those late career Super Bowls. Elway got two at the end. Well, yeah, but wouldn't this be one of those if he won this year? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Is his, his thought process might but be theoretically they would be positioned young, younger defense that's still developing. Uh, if you bring Bell back again, his franchise, you'd be in a better position. Antonio next year. Brown, Antonio yeah. Brown, still be at the top oh, of his no, power. No, no question. No, no question. The line would still be in place. It's a team that could win next year. No question. Uh, which begs the, the the query that we talk about on the show all the time: If say Ben does retire, who's going to quarterback next year? I mean, I, it's dumb to talk about now. But you bring someone in uh, that, that can Jones. challenge. I think Landry. it's Landry Jones. No, I do too. Eli but you bring Manning. someone in to challenge him. You, really? Yes. See, I think they would draft their long-term successor and go with Landry. and go with Landry Jones for a year or two. Yeah. And I don't even think they bring someone in to necessarily. They're not going to draft a long-term successor in the fourth round, aren't they? Nope. How about the third? Seriously, Russell Wilson's a third-round guy. Well, what they should do, and I mean this exceedingly seriously. Who else is third-round? What they should do is go sign uh, Kirk Cousins. No, because they have to do it now. Well, that's not their way of doing it. Well, they'd have that, Then you're pushing Ben out. You can't do that. No, no, no. no. Well, if Ben retires. Oh, yeah. Well, if Ben be, retires after this season, they should definitely go get Kirk Cousins. I think Cousins will be signed by then, wouldn't he? Oh, no. Well, when's when free agency re- start? Depends when Ben retires. Yeah, that's right. Good point. 
But but like I think you go get a guy who can win now because yeah. you have a team that could win now. If they win the Super Bowl and he says that's it on the podium, yeah, you then that, then uh, Colbert is on the podium behind him, opening up the cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kirk, is that you? Hey, Kirk. Kirk, like the uh, Kirk, can you hear me? code for Potomac, Maryland, please. <laughs> no cousins, cousins, C. <laughs> you know, it's dumb to talk about this stuff this far in advance, but it sure is fun. That's what I mean. I, yeah, yeah I, I well, don't want know, to place any merit to it. You know, Chris, Chris Hoke said not long ago that he said the Steelers will never do that. That's against the grain of the way they do things, bringing in a guy like Kirk Cousins. This isn't Dan. Right. This is Art II, and maybe it's time for something different. They used wow. to never bring guys back either, and now they do. Right. Things change. Things evolve. Right. Mark Madden, 105.9 The X. Catch him this afternoon. Three till six. Three till six. All right. Very uh, th- thanks to Mark. Thanks to Big Cat from Barstool Sports. Uh, pardon One of the take. only guys with talent. Him and uh, PFT are awesome. <laughs> right. They're screwing him for money. I should be his agent. Well, you can tell him that. Uh, he needs to start using his real name. You need to tell him that. Uh, he'll he'll come around to that. He's do, he's real those not Big Cat. Pardon? It's not Big Cat. That's not his real name. <laughs> his given name. It's close. I need to represent him and commenter. So you're uh, saying Top Cat, that wasn't his real name? Da, 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 Would you da, da, represent da. me, Mark? What's that? Would you represent me, Mark? Yes. I'd glad to. I'd I be might. glad to, Val. I might need you. Val needs more money, Randall. Oh, I know. Uh, also, thanks See, to Merrill Hodge. Good start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Winning already. Mike Pursuta in next. Full sports report. Practice yesterday for the Steelers was not great. couple of injuries that the severity of which is still in question. Artie Burns and Stephon Tuitt both leave practice with injuries yesterday. Artie's was non-contact. That's, n- that's scary. That's scary. Uh, and Stephon Tuitt had a sling. So could be better. Inspiration in the form of Ryan Shazier showing up yesterday, though. Mike will have the full details next. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta. An update on what's going on right now and uh, a whole lot going on yesterday at Steelers practice. Sports are brought to you by Stevenson Law Offices. Uh, a whole lot and then some on the south side yesterday. The day's events highlighted by the return of Ryan Shazier to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Shazier making it back to a Steelers practice for the first time. He posted a picture of himself uh, in his wheelchair at the indoor facility on Instagram, and uh, he had a big smile on his face in the photo, and there were a lot of smiles in the locker room after yesterday's practice. Uh, Steelers players are really excited about Shazier's return to the facility. He's been to a couple games uh, observing from a suite, but yesterday back in the building for the first time as the Steelers get ready to host Jacksonville on Sunday uh, it was difficult to tell uh, talking to players whether uh, Shazier enjoyed his visit more than his teammates enjoyed his ability to uh, rejoin them for yesterday's events. Here's cornerback Joe Hayden. I literally think it's the time, man. We can't wait. We're so excited when he comes in here. And the same way, he's like, man, just if I can get out of the hospital and come see you guys, man, it's just a, it's an amazing feeling. So I think it's literally 50-50, man. We're just so happy to just keep him as much a part of it as we can. And as, him on the same side, I think it just keeps him up, keeps him happy, you know what I'm saying, to be around us. Yeah, Mike Mitchell uh, among the Steelers players, happy to see Shazier again. But uh, Mitchell maintained that. All that matters is whether or not such visits uh, are a positive influence on Shazier. 
It did make my day better, but that's selfish. I just hope it helps him because it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about our dog getting right. Shazier posted uh, on uh, Instagram, quote, I want to thank the Lord for the first downs that he's been allowing me to achieve. The touchdown is going to come in his timing, but today was the first down. I was finally able to make it to practice with my teammates. It's great to be back for practices and meetings. Just to be able to feel a part of it means the world. I've been making strides over the past month and continue to make progress, taking it day by day, but I'm far from done. Man. Pretty moving. That is awesome. Oh, man. That was that hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday. See, just seeing him in the wheelchair and the reality that he has to be dealing with at this moment, you feel for him, man. Yeah. His post uh, is close as we've gotten to uh, any sort of long-term prognosis uh, regarding his recovery. Cam Hayward uh, didn't want to go there yesterday. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that wouldn't be fair to Ryan. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to the people that are helping him in that situation. Um, you know, Ryan will answer that at a, at a different time. Um, but all I can say is Ryan's pro- progressing, and you know, I'm happy for him. A couple developments on the injury front mm. as well. Cornerback uh, Artie Burns and defensive end Stephon Tewitt started but did not finish practice. They both end up on the injury report. Burns with a knee and Tewitt with an elbow. Uh, both were listed as having had limited participation yesterday. According to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, uh, all of Burns' ligaments are intact, but uh, Tewitt was seen leaving the facility in a sling. Yeah. <sighs> B.J. Finney, uh, who got hurt in the regular season finale against Cleveland, uh, remains uh, battling a thigh issue. He was a limited participant. Antonio Brown, a full participant. Jacksonville's got some issues as well. Not practicing for the Jaguars yesterday. Uh, linebacker Paul Puzlozny, abdomen, uh, the Hopewell kid. He uh, left the Buffalo game midway through last Sunday. Uh, his replacement at middle linebacker, Telvin Smith, didn't participate with an ankle. Smith is a starting outside linebacker. He moved over to the middle when Puzlozny went out. Uh, he, along with Puzlozny, did not practice yesterday. And uh, Jacksonville's nickel cornerback Aaron Colvin also did not practice. That's listed as illness. He started the Buffalo game but had to be replaced halfway through. Blake Bortles uh, was listed as a full participant. I don't know if that's good news for Jacksonville or Pittsburgh. It's <laughs> a great point. Great news for us. Great news. And some possible Ben Roethlisberger news. Uh, Roethlisberger doing his weekly uh, Wednesday morning interview, and uh, among the questions he was asked, uh, could this potentially be your last game at Heinz Field, given his retirement talk that dominated the preseason and his insistence that he was going to take things year by year from now on. Uh, the response was, quote, I don't think it's my last but I'm not thinking about that right now. So I imagine whatever he's thinking right now in terms of next year is probably going to get revisited in the offseason once we finally get there. He's probably going to play Sunday. Might be his last game at Hinesville. Might not. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe the Patriots will lose. Yeah, that could happen. Tennessee comes here for the AFC championship. I was thinking about this. If they get knocked off by Tennessee, it's tempting not to root for that because anytime they lose, it's a joy. New England. Yeah. And to get two home games in a playoff is great. 
And it might break that dynasty up. He could get over not being the one to deliver the knockout punch. Yeah. Probably get over that pretty quickly. Real quick. Uh, everyone yeah. would forget about it, too. They always do. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't matter at all. Yeah, it'd just be a better shot at the seventh championship. Right. I'd still like to see that Steelers-Patriots game, though, just for the, uh, oh, the theater and the drama. You, you know, I root for the story, not the outcome. And, well, that's uh, the story. There's, there's no, no doubt about it. That's definitely more the story. Com- more compelling story. Not much of a story at the uh, Peterson Event Center last night. Number seven, Duke 87, Pitt 52 in college basketball. The Panthers fall to 8-9 overall and 0-4 in the ACC. Well, that's why there was traffic like there was last night in Oakland. It was insane. Was it? Oh, my God. Well, Duke's in town. Yeah, I didn't realize that. The on-ramp for Oakland coming off the parkway was backed up forever, and it just screwed up everything. We were trying to get to the O. <laughs> I was going to Squirrel Hill, but um, or Shady Side, but it was you know you couldn't go through Oakland. Well, Duke could very easily, apparently. Not surprisingly, uh, Sidney Crosby and Crystal Tang yesterday uh, named Metropolitan Division All Stars. Uh, they're part of the team captained by Alex Ovechkin for the. Three-on-three tournament that's going to be held in Tampa on January the 28th. I'm not a big fan of this whole three-on-three stuff. I'm not a big fan of all-star games in general, but uh, what they do in the NHL strikes me as particularly nah, silly. It's just like totally changing the game. Here's our all-star game, and here's yeah. a different game to celebrate it. Here's some guys who are going to skate around in circles and shoot the puck a lot and that being said, nobody cares, so why does it matter? It does not. How many all-star games can you point to like that like big things happen in your life that you'll never forget? Only of all the sports adult all, life or your life? Just life. Well, I mean Pete Rose. The baseball one when I was growing up, I was a Pirates fan. The kid who lived next to me who was a real good friend of mine was a Cincinnati Reds fan. And the kid who lived across the street was a Phillies fan. And we were all pretty good friends. And we would rotate the All-Star game. Somebody would host it. And, you know, their mom had to make the sandwiches and get the chips. and the, Yeah, I like it. And the orange soda and stuff. And we would root for our players, you know, against, the, against our friends' players. Because when you're a little kid, nothing makes you happier than your friends suffering misery. Yeah. No, I still feel that. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, but that, carries, was like that, that carries through. That used to be a real, like the Major League Baseball All-Star game was a big deal. Right. And, you know, the Pete Rose, Ray Fox, they, they played for keeps. You know, they don't anymore, but, but they, like, they it, used to. NBA All-Star games, the things that stand out are the national anthem performances. Yeah. Pro Bowl's a joke. Yeah. Um, so, to me, growing up as a kid, it was it was all about the slam dunk contest and the home run derby. Yes. That's I all agree. I watched. Skills competitions. So, what are we? what legacy are we holding on to with All-Star games? I don't know. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back. It's got to be some sort of financial proceeds benefit the union or somebody. That's why there's. Yeah, we can figure out another way to do that. Pat McAfee on the show, seven forty-five. For the brand, yeah, for the brand. Boomstick, seven forty-five. DV. It's the DV morning show, and you know. There's one thing that we like to do. It's check in with local Pittsburgh comics 
and roommates and television watchers, Alex Apula and John Dick Winters. Hi, guys fellas. checking off all the boxes. Good morning. Guys. Yeah, good morning. morning. How are you? Welcome back. Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year. Thank great, you so much. Great to see you both. So what have you been watching on TV? Boy, it's been a while, fellas. It has oh, been. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so much TV. Yeah? Too much TV? No. No such thing. Mm-mm. John, what were you watching? Well, uh, all, all of last year, I was excited because HBO was going to put the entire Harry Potter series on uh, starting January 1st, all eight movies. Oh, nice. But leading up to it, I, I needed my mystical fix. So I started watching this show called The Magicians on Netflix, which is like a cross between Harry Potter and like a daytime soap opera. <laughs> it has all the sex appeal and acting of a softcore porn. It's the GoBots to Harry Potter's Transformers. Not a good, <laughs> not a good show. Um, they did eventually put Harry Potter on HBO January first, and uh, wouldn't you know? I spent like three full days just rewatching that scene where the kid from Twilight gets murdered by Lord Voldemort. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, just one of the best moments in cinematic it's history. Pretty great. <laughs> that guy dies. Uh, new year, new me, fellas. Yeah, oh. working out. Uh, well, no, that's, that part's the same. Uh, I, I kept my uh, my twenty seventeen resolution. I'm going to repeat it in twenty eighteen, which is to continue to never watch even one second of the show Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> and listen, I don't know if the show's good or not. My biggest fear is I would watch the entire series and really like it. And then I would be condemned to having the world's worst conversations with hipster trash (laughs) everywhere I go. It just doesn't seem like it'd be worth it. It could be the best show in the world, but if I had to talk to any of those people, I just don't think it would be a good thing. Yeah, that's good thinking right there. (laughs) You just got to avoid these people. Avoid it all together. Resist the temptation. Avoiding bad people in your life. Cutting out the toxicities. Part of it's not even letting it in in the first place. Right. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's your own sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, video cleanse diet, sure. diet you know. Yeah, that's um, a solid plan. They put on the well-known web series, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee on Netflix. Yeah, the Jerry Seinfeld yeah, uh, yeah, thing. Uh, yeah, it's, the, the, it's, of course, Jerry Seinfeld show, who is best known for his lead role in B-Movie. And, <laughs> and the show is essentially him as a very famous white man talking to mostly other famous white men. But uh, the thing about the Netflix uh, series is that it is missing one famous white man, and that guy is Louis C.K. They admitted the episode. Really? Oh, they didn't put that one on? They admitted it. I huh. uh, wonder why they did that. Yeah, they admitted the episode starring Louis C.K. of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. You can only watch that episode in your hotel room against your will. <laughs> <laughs> that one has to be forced on you. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you want it that's or what, not. That's what I was watching. Well, that thanks, John. Alex, what do you got going on? What have you been watching? I was trying to learn some things. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's so always I ch- good. I checked out that old Nat Geo channel. How'd that go? I like not, that old Nat Geo not channel. Not good. No? Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> Opinions changed, I think. I watched Wicked Tuna Outer Banks. <laughs> yeah, never they heard of spun that off. Show. You ever hear of Wicked Tuna? Yeah. They made another one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Is it in the Outer Banks? It's in the Outer Banks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I looked into it. I was like, no, it is just what you think it is. Right. <laughs> but their their tagline is, y'all come on down south, forget about that Yankee tuna. Ours is flavored with diabetes. <laughs> Yankee tuna. Yeah, Here but we've I'll, been suffering. I watched a couple episodes. All they ever seem to catch is just a that big mouth Billy Bass. Oh yeah, yeah, it comes up. <laughs> that's that's a real fish, huh? Well, no, but it's just in the ocean a lot. Oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, <laughs> every time they get, it, it just says, "Who me again?" <laughs> 
and starts playing the Dukes of Hazard theme song. <laughs> <laughs> There's another uh, show called Live Free or Die, which I'd never heard of until I was looking this up. A show where sur- quote unquote survival experts attempt to survive in the wilderness without technology. The original title of America Hopes to See Idiots Die had to be changed because the cast wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to watch, remember that show Doomsday Preppers? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was pretty big. I tried to watch uh, reruns of it, but every time you, you put on an episode, it just shows the word prepped on the screen for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're all done. <laughs> 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 if I, they're ready. I, yeah, you know, there's yeah. nothing yeah. left. Well, it only lasted like three seasons. Prepped. <laughs> that, I've, I don't think I've ever hated a show more than that show. No. If I could go off script for a moment, sure. Because like, the the whole concept was, oh, the world's gonna end, but I'm I, I'm ready to what live in a basement the rest of your life. Like, it <laughs> sounds terrible, right? You're still going to die someday. I feel like most comedians it, are living that life. That's just what they do. Right. Yeah. in the basement. Yeah. I guess that's fair. I don't know. It always, but it seemed stupid <laughs> to me. I'm ready to live only a little bit longer in a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Why? <laughs> just kill yourself. All right. <laughs> just kill yourself. National Geographic Explorer is a documentary series that covers interesting and relevant topics and issues throughout the world. And honestly, I just couldn't believe they kept a good TV show on there. <laughs> just that one. That one's good. You like that one? Yeah, yeah. You like that? I also, I, I branched out from Nat Geo a little bit. I watched Black Mirror. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, I haven't gotten into that. People yeah. are talking about technology. Still bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's my takeaway from the new season. Yeah, yeah. Similar to the other ones. Also watched. <laughs> I saw you posted about it. The end of the uh, love that movie. End of or the, the show. World. Yeah. End of the effing world. Yeah. On Netflix. It had nothing to do with Trump though. No. <laughs> Surprised by that. Yeah. I was like, where? I'm four episodes in. I'm like, I still haven't seen him. When does he pop up? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Alex Tapula, John Dick Winters watching television. That's what they're doing. You got more? Did you watch more TV? No. No. That no. was it. That oh, was I had to take a break. Sure. That sounds like a lot. What are you looking forward to watching, though? Uh, I'm going to just watch videos of nuclear explosions to get ready for the year. Good. <laughs> Smart. Preparing. Yeah. Doomsday pre- preparing. That's how I prepare for Right. <laughs> John, what are you looking forward to? You know what? I'm not even going to watch any TV. Uh, Alex didn't mention it, but he got a soda stream, and it's oh. been kind of rubbing into my face, so I'm going to plot against stealing his and making it my own. That's, not- I'm not going to watch another TV show until it's mine. Usurping the soda stream yeah, I like in it. 2018. Yes. Like bubbles in my water. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, John Dick Winter and Alex DePeel of Pittsburgh Comics. Roommates, lovers of television. This week in TV. I'm Fellas, nice. always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks so, so much. Val so has news coming up uh, when we return in $1,000 in workforce cash being given away. Your chance to win big box coming up on TV. Women were asked to rate the attractiveness of men in pictures on a scale of 1 to 10. When the women were told the man in the picture had a salary 10 times bigger, two points were added to that attractiveness scale. For example, guys who earned 30 grand per year scored a 6 on the attractiveness scale, got bumped up to an 8 when they earned 300 grand. What was that show? Was it was it Joe Millionaire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy who wasn't was like a construction worker. Was mm-hmm. that girl 
that was one of my favorite shows. Was that the show the local girl was on from Hunger? What was her name? Emily? Was that her Sarah. name? Sarah. That show Slurping was noises. Awesome. <laughs> oh my god. They had <laughs> that was like, like closed, twenty years ago. Closed captioned uh underneath once they got to a little sotto voce. You know, you couldn't hear what they were saying. And they had closed caption and then it just said slurping noises. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the D V E morning show. Yeah. Uh where is Hunker PA? Uh, I don't know, Westmoreland County. Okay. Maybe. You're going down to Hunker. Green County, somewhere out there. Something like that. Hunker yeah, I remember down. that girl. Sarah. Joe Millionaire. But that was when Pittsburgh was uh prominently featured in all of the new pop up sort of uh uh reality show um of the day. Joe Millionaire. Uh and then there was the other one. What was the one? Who was it? The guy from Mount Lebanon was in it and he was Matt. He's I can't remember the premise, really, of the show. That's what Kristen Wiig was in, where they're all acting around him. Yeah, and he's the only contestant, really. Yeah. Oh, what was that one called? Joe. No, it wasn't Joe. Oh, for crying uh, out loud. Someone will tweet it to us. Yeah. Anyways, what do you got going on, Val? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Increasing clouds today. Going to be a warm day with a shower late in the day. 58. Rain tonight. Some of it heavy. We stay in the 50s. Then rain changing to a wintry mix by tomorrow evening. Temperatures falling into the low 30s during the day. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 45 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. How Joe have- Schmo. Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. Joe Millionaire. Why was Joe everything Schmo? Joe? You know, it's popular, as was the custom at the time. (laughs) How have last year's devastating hurricanes affected this year's flu season? Well, medical officials say hospital workers are scrambling for badly needed IV bags from factories in Puerto Rico that are still trying to catch up after hurricanes battered the island. Those plants provide much of the U.S. supply of fluid-filled bags used to deliver sterile solutions to sick patients. Doctors and nurses are coming up with new procedures and options to secure fluids from secondary suppliers. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration thinks that shortages of supplies will begin to ease over the next few weeks, but it acknowledges the situation at plants in Puerto Rico remains fragile. More cases of the flu being reported here in Allegheny County Health officials say the number of people sick with the flu has doubled since just last week. They say they're only counting confirmed cases, but the number probably way higher because not everybody goes to the doctor or the hospital to get treated. Allegheny County jail administrators say they're not sure what's making their staff members sick. Uh, Since Tuesday, 14 employees were sent to the hospital with elevated heart rates and blood pressure. Authorities think think they may have been uh, sickened by exposure to synthetic marijuana. The drug was allegedly brought in by 24-year-old Danelle Henderson, who had been working as a food vendor at the prison. Oh, that's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. That's not that synthetic marijuana. It shouldn't even be called marijuana. Yeah. It's, it's just, just synthetic. Something. You know, it's like any other synthetic drug that you cannot predict What's going to happen when you ingest it? Mm-hmm. You know, marijuana, is that's not what it is. I remember my buddy sold fake weed, and it was just fake weed. It wasn't synthetic at all. It was no. gerbil food. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the dude actually said that he got high from it. And we were like, uh, you're lying. 
Because that was that was gerbil food that you smoked. Uh, yeah, I had a college friend who uh, uh, was sick and tired of another guy smoking all of his weed, so he replaced it with oregano, um, which I don't know how the guy didn't know, but he um, proceeded to sit Why does down weed and smell like pizza. Help himself to his stash and took a huge bong hit of <laughs> oregano and, and coughed for thirty five. I hours. remember I was in his kitchen. And I knew what was going on, and I like did the old peer around the kitchen because I knew something <laughs> bad was about to happen. The coughing noise that he made, I will never forget. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he killed him. Yeah, because it probably all shot through the, <laughs> it was through the, the screen and just went right into his lungs. The rattling that came out of his chest <laughs> and the <laughs> that was accompanying it, and just he turned purple. And it was hilarious for a second. Then, like, do we have to call nine one one for about a minute? <laughs> <laughs> An ad for a baby crib in a Swedish magazine will give you a discount on the crib if you pee on the advertisement and you happen to be pregnant. The IKEA ad in Amelia magazine works like a pregnancy test. If the person peeing on the ad is pregnant, it reveals a special discounted price. If you're not pregnant, no deal for you. And why would you want one anyway? Fortunately, pregnant women don't have to take their soggy magazine ad to the Ikea store to get their baby crib discount. Ikea says the discount is redeemed by joining the store's membership club. Like, how about I show up with a pregnant belly and you just give me the discount? <laughs> Why do I have to pee on something and bring it in? <laughs> That's just not a good policy. I mean, why would you want that as a store? I don't know. No, pee on that and bring it to us. <laughs> then we'll give you some some prices down. Yeah. Okay. Discounts. You should be sleeping naked. Study after study proves sleeping in the nude is not only great for your sex life, but it's good for you in general because it offers a lot of surprising health benefits you might not expect. Mm. According to Men's Fitness, it's healthier for your manhood. Hey. Research for the nat- from the National Institute of Child Health and Development at Stanford found that men who let their junk loose at night had a 25% lower rate of damaged DNA in their sperm. <laughs> Let your junk loose at night. Sounds like you just let them run willy-nilly through the woods. They're going wilding tonight. I'm going to let you guys loose tonight. Come back before the sun gets up. Don't make me regret this. (laughs) By allowing your nuggets to get a little air, it lowers the temperature by a couple degrees, which helps you have healthy sperm. I don't need that. So see? (laughs) You heat them up. Yeah. Uh, Now that that you mentioned that, I'm going to wear one of those solar suits to bed. (laughs) <laughs> Did you see the the report? Yet was it yesterday, the day before, about um, taking Advil? Yeah, it's bad for your fertility. Hypogonadism. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. What is that? Is that's what's on the side of the Steelers helmet, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Those are, those are hypocycloids. <laughs> totally different. Hypogonadism. <laughs> I read that word and I was like, hypogonadism? That what sounds like do? your gonads are like doing the, the maniac dance from Flashdance. <laughs> <laughs> the newest craze. Guys, my gonads are hypo. Do the hypogonadism. You're- hypo, hypogonadism. It's, it's a new game. It's the follow-up to Hungry, Hungry Hippo. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so that's a different uh, study altogether, <laughs> but that, that's a, advanced use of uh, Advil, man. No good for your swimmers. Totally, like, knocks well, you out. Well, what is advanced? Like, you take it every day? or you Like, take if it you a take it, a, like, long-term abuse, mm. basically. Like, you take it for a headache, you're all right. If you use it every day for a long period of time. No good. 
No bueno. If you use Advil every day, you should probably start thinking about, uh, you know, exercising and, <laughs> and changing some diets up. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing something else. Yeah, I think a lot of people take Advil not thinking about it at When all. I first got this job, I took... I took um, ibuprofen every single day for a year. <laughs> I had a headache every day. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you get punched in the head nonstop. Yeah. You probably <laughs> had, were temporarily afflicted with uh, hypogonadism. <laughs> I bet I had it, yeah. But if you get a blood year. test and your testosterone levels are okay, um, then you probably don't have hypogonadism. But it takes away your... It's like, a very... French, like when you said, I feel like, like yeah, yeah, hypogonadism. <laughs> I feel like I want it now. I said it like the disaster artist. It's like you're in a bakery in France or something. Tommy Wiseau, hypogonadism. <laughs> but if- I, they don't want my hypogonadism. <laughs> I don't care. I have my own hypogonadism. It's tearing my gonads apart. <laughs> <laughs> What is that, is that a streetcar named Gonadism? They put that. Yeah, well, he used that line in the room because of that movie. But it, um, uh, at any rate, your hair, like your your body, stops growing hair. If you're if you have hypogonadism, gonadism, yes, gonadism, yeah, hypogonadism, and then you get the uh, uh, man boobs, man boobs, beach teats. <laughs> what, what do you call uh, it though? That's yeah. Uh, what is the real gynoclimastia? Yeah, gy- <laughs> no, not climastia. That's when you really like it. <laughs> gynoclimastia is like oh boy, oh boy. With your hypogonadism, <laughs> Tony the Tiger. They're great. <laughs> Your love life will get a boost, too, if you sleep naked. One survey found 57% of people who sleep nude are very happy in their relationships compared to 48% who wear clothing to bed. Ask the person sleeping next to them. They are not happy. Common sense might suggest that just being naked together in bed leads to more sex, but even just the skin-to-skin contact is good for you. It gives you a rush of oxytocin, which induces feelings of intimacy, bonding, and sexuality. Uh, men's health reports also that sleeping naked can just make you healthy overall, healthier overall. That boost in oxytocin I just uh, talked about, it also offers amazing physical health benefits in addition to mental and emotional benefits. Oxytocin is the love hormone, so it prompts the body to heal and promotes physical well-being by lower, lowering cortisol levels. That helps, right, which I think cortisol, that's your stress hormone. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's the one you can feel coursing through your veins when you're on social media <laughs> or watching a Steeler game. Right. So if you sleep naked, your oxytocin goes up, your cortisol goes down. That helps regulate blood pressure and boosts your immune system. It reduces pain uh, and it also re- reduces anxiety and you'll get better sleep quality. I'm sold. For you to be able to fall asleep, your body needs to cool down roughly five degrees and it needs to stay there to stay asleep. So less clothing helps you achieve that. And men's health also says you'll be just in better shape. This goes back to being cooler when you sleep. A a study published in the scientific journal Diabetes found that sleeping in a cool bedroom and keeping your body temperature relatively low activates brown fat in adults, which is a type of good fat that generates heat, burns calories, and keeps us warm and comfy. I was asking you about the sleep number bed, and you said you can control the temperature. Well, there's one of them you can. I don't have that one. But there's one that, like, it regulates the temperature. 
This I one think appeals Jack to me. that up. Actually, no, I like to sleep cool. I, me too. And well, I'm always hot as hell. And bury myself under the covers. I mean, those things are cool, but it's also like, you know, I also felt like, did I just buy a super expensive blow-up mattress? Does it feel like a blow-up mattress, though? Mm. You don't stick your hand clear through to the floor when you lean on it, do you? Like, no. Like an air mattress? No, I do hate that. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to move around? No, it's not like that. But yeah, there's one that regulates your temperature. Regulates your I temperature like or the bed? a lot. Uh, well, I no, guess if the, it, bed. the bed changes temperature, it would change your temperature. Well, potentially, yeah. It reacts to your body temperature. Wow. This is phenomenal. That's too smart. Oh, the bed is too smart. I, I mean, that scares me because then it feels like the bed could either heat up, like right. malfunction and freeze me to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You or could set me on it fire. You could get a maximum overdrive type of situation where the machines take over and your bed just kills you. But that happened. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, there's a new there's a new horror film out there about a about a bed that revolts. It's happened to people who have those the the reclining beds, the beds that go up and down, like the hospital beds. No, yeah. it doesn't do like Billy Fears where it gives you the yeah the, the clam. That's happened. It, it, it yeah open it, close it, open close. It, it acts happened. like uh, that that hospital bed in the Naked Gun where it just <laughs> slams in Nurberg or Nyberg or what's his name Norberg Norberg. Mm-hmm. Same thing. <laughs> boom boom boom. I know they say, what is it, every eight years you should get a new mattress? Something like that. <sighs> I've had mine for way longer yeah, than that. Yeah, it's been over a decade. I'm afraid to get a new easy. one I because j- it's I sleep very well. Well, then why would you? I don't know because someone's telling me you should don't get a new mattress every eight years. It's probably the mattress companies that put that study <laughs> they're out. They're in cahoots. They yeah. are in cahoots. Of course they're in cahoots. <laughs> why wouldn't they be? And they try to gross you out, too. They're like, well, the reason is. If someone, like Val says, yeah, well, I sleep very comfortable. Like, well, there's like... 10 like generations of your skin yeah and all over the well, that bed. let's not think about that there's dust mites feeding skin on them underneath mites. you while you sleep like, like although that might be why i wake up with a stuffy nose every day i doubt it you wake up with a stuffy nose every day almost the mattress we have in the spare bedroom that i have to sleep in if i get in trouble or if i have <laughs> if i have the farts um, the that, farts. That, How many I like nights that. is that? If I have the farts, <laughs> three or four You're nights a week. So that, like, yeah. it's like on the like the Wild West, you know, Pa has to sleep in the shed. <laughs> He's got the farts real bad. <laughs> so it sounds like something Mama June would say. If a person farts, <laughs> well, that good means news you're is you're healthy. healthy. Bad news is you have to sleep in the spare bedroom. What about that bed? Uh, the mattress sucks. It's the worst. It's squeaky. It's <laughs> as like from when you were a kid. Yeah, it's it's just really really uncomfortable, and my back hurts when well, I sleep in it. That's no good. I <laughs> I had the Tempur-Pedic before, and I just I I waited that's, out that year. Yeah, this like the memory a, foam yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just didn't like it. Did you like... ever set a glass of wine on the corner of it and then <laughs> Dude, dive in? The, yeah, dive onto the other side. No, there was like my dogs were on it all the time. That was the only way I could really tell. Is like the the, 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 the dogs imprint. weren't. Yeah, they weren't like affecting where I was. But every time I got into the thing, I felt like I was being packed to be shipped. <laughs> I was like, all right, now I'm like, <laughs> you know, you feel like Han Solo in the Carbonite. You're yeah. like, all right. Uh, I spent the night at my brother's house, and he's had, he has those memory foam pillows. Oh, it was the greatest thing ever. Well, why don't you get one of them? Yeah, no, they're, I, I want one. How much are they? Uh, like 100 bucks. 
Christmas present for Val. Worth it. That's pretty steep. But I guess only it, twelve months away. If you need it for you know health reasons, but suffer like for like the next eleven have- months. <laughs> well, this is the other thing I wanted to say because you guys are the ones that have or had dogs and mm-hmm. and have dogs. Mm-hmm. Would you? I mean. If you sleep naked, doesn't that has the potential to get yeah, weird? The dogs don't get under the covers. Oh. They <laughs> also, they're naked. Oh yeah, that's true. If you slept naked, they probably clothing. They would probably be like, "It's about time you now, join the club." <laughs> now, if your dog shaved and got into bed, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> if your dog what put you on doing? some music and then got into bed, that, <laughs> that would be weird. You don't mind if I put on a little Barry White, do you? <laughs> It is bad to have your dog sleep with you. No, it's not. Well, no, because, uh, well, I would love to have the dogs in bed with me, but they hog the bed. Well, there's that. And then I feel bad. I don't want them. Yeah, there's nowhere for Tim to go. Right. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I don't want to disturb the dog, so I sleep curled out in a little ball. Yeah, and it's no good. I think if you're going to have dogs sleep in your bed, you got to have like a king or a California king. Yeah, we don't. My dog Jackson used to do that. He'd push you over and mm-hmm. just, and then when you're sleeping, you just kind of react to it. You don't really think about it. And then you wake up and you're on the bed and you're like, am I really being pushed off the bed by a flipping mm-hmm. dog? Yeah. Then you get <laughs> mad at the dog and the dog has absolutely no idea why. Yeah, it's your fault because you let the dog yeah, sleep Yeah, he's like, what are you getting mad at me for? I thought we were sleeping. I'm a dog. I definitely have gone to the couch because the dogs were taking up. No, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no way. I was, my butt was hanging out with no covers on. Screw <laughs> that. Like, nope, I'm just going to the bed rather than disturb them. That's you awful. Go to the, bed. <laughs> you go to the little dog bed that's <laughs> right, at the foot of the bed. <laughs> In music news, after watching his brother Rich Robinson do his own Black Crows tribute for the past year with Magpie Salute, Chris Robinson has decided it's time to sing those songs again. Oh, he's such a hypocrite. Chris's Crows tribute band called As the Crow Flies includes former members Adam McDougal on keys, Andy Hess on bass, and Oddly Freed on guitar. Their 17-show tour kicks off April 17th in Port Chester, New York. No Pittsburgh date. Chris tells Rolling Stone that he has no plans for more As the Crow Flies shows after the final concert in Portland, Oregon, May 13th. He adds that he hasn't spoken to Rich in five years when the Crows broke up. Yeah. Haven't spoken in five years. Chris adds he's more focused on the future, saying, quote, I love the Black Crows. The best of that was great. The music was great. The concerts, the energy. But that was then. Now all my focus is in my consciousness and my subconsciousness doing all this other stuff. It's completely different vibes in a completely different time. I hope it resonates in a positive, soulful way. So his music was, I mean, like I went and saw Chris Robinson Brotherhood a a bunch of times, and I I liked it just fine. I thought it was good. But he, like, criticized everybody who was playing, like, Grateful Dead offshoots as sucking from the teat of the Grateful Dead and how disgusted he was by it and how much he hated John Mayer and all that stuff, which, all right, whatever. His band was totally a Grateful Dead knockoff band. Like, his new direction really was very much influenced by the dead. Mm -hmm. So for him to criticize that stuff reeked of hypocrisy. But he also laid into his brother Rich, for doing the Magpie Salute, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, they're a good band. Really, really good. And he's called, you know, he's like, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect him to come up with anything original. He's just going over old material. And, you know, he's basically now and he's in a Black Crows cover band and intimating how, you know, he thought it was like pathetic. And then, you know, his tour numbers are down a little bit, I guess. And he decides to put out his own Black Crows cover band. 
So that's bad enough. But then he enlisted Marcus King to be in that band. And Marcus King is like a young phenom guitar player. I think he's 22 now or 23. He played the um, one of the YP summer stage shows in Oakland last year. Mm-hmm. You might have seen him there. He And I've seen him a, a few times. And he is a monster guitar player. I mean, he's badass. And I hate that he enlisted him to be a part of what will be, you know, it's like CCR2. Like, I don't know. I wanted that kid to go and keep developing his own solo material. We already, there's already eight guitar players who are part of the Black Crow's legacy that he could have drawn from. What was the impetus of their of their beef? Like the, the brothers? Man, brothers in rock and they roll just, just do other. not work. Whether it's, uh, you know, the, the brothers Robinson, the, the brothers Gallagher, the brothers Davies and the Kinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just always uh, the, uh, maybe the, the Wilson brothers might be the only ones who get along. Yeah, and, you're right. They like they're just like a you're tight. Right. The Almond right. brothers were tight. I mean, they didn't have that long of a, a yeah. career together. No, they're super. Yeah, great. It forever haunted Greg. But the Wilsons were actually the brothers got along. It was the cousins that didn't end up. It's Mike Love and 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 Brian. Oh, that, I thought that, well, Ann and Nancy Wilson. Oh, I they're I, they're feuding the sisters. Now, yeah. They're feuding. Uh, the other ones that did get along, Malcolm and Angus, mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep. Um, they they yeah, always. Yeah, I never heard reports of them going at it. No, not really. Smothers Brothers seem to be fine. <laughs> the Brothers Johnson. I don't know. There's a lot of brothers. I'm sure got along. But Jackson Five, Gallagher and yeah. Gallagher Two. <laughs> they did not get along. No, that was uh, no. branching over into comedy. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was a bit of a disaster. Finally, Eric Clapton is revealing that he's losing his hearing and he's been diagnosed with tinnitus or tinnitus. It's tinnitus, but everybody says tinnitus. In an interview with BBC Radio yesterday, the 72-year-old guitarist said said he's still doing a few gigs and said his hands, quote-unquote, just about work. And he hopes fans will come see him for more than that he's a curiosity. Clapton also suffers from peripheral neuropathy, which causes weakness and pain in the hands and feet. That's the real problem for him. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers documentary, Eric Clapton, Life in 12 Bars, premieres February 10th on Showtime. Rain later today, temperatures in the upper 50s. Winter storm watch from tomorrow afternoon through Saturday afternoon with snow and freezing rain. Uh, of course, dropping temperatures comes with that. It's 45 now at DVE. Granati brothers, they got along. Yeah. Hey, they still get along. Yeah. More brothers, they get along. I'm sure there's a bunch more, but there are famous feuding brothers. I was in a band with my brother. We fought all the time, and that was just like a cover band when we were kids. Did you fight off stage? Yeah, we actually you guys got still along. Get along now. Yeah, but we got along at first, and then I, he kind of got diva ish. <laughs> what, what was and his instrument? He's a guitar player, he's really good. And you play keys. Yeah. But he like all of a sudden became like this jerk. And uh, everyone in the band was like, dude, he's just being a pain in the ass. And I kept telling him, like, you got to just chill out. And then he kept acting like he it was just zero perspective, you know. And I remember like we were doing this show one night and uh, he was like he had a towel and he like threw it across the stage like he wiped off because he was sweating and everything he like threw it and it like landed on my keyboard and then and then he was like <laughs> like giving some like all right i'm about to do something that's gonna blow you away or something like really just egomaniacal Obnoxious, yeah and i like took the towel and i threw it across the stage and it did the sideways oh, no. right across <laughs> Covered his and like face. everybody laughed and 
I mean, we like toe to toe throwing punches after the set. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, but we were like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, nothing cooler than like getting done with your Fleetwood Mac song and going and trying to beat each other up when you're 17. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. And I was like, yeah, it's brothers and bands. Just, I thought that was the toxic Same thing. thing. See, me and my brother never did anything. The only thing I can that I have that it compares to that in any way at all was my dad was my little league coach. And it sucked because I was a poor sport and I would, you know, <laughs> I would pout and then he'd yank me from the game and I'd also get grounded. I'm like, dude, this can't carry over. <laughs> no fair. This is something I did in Little League. Right. All right. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. Mike Pursuit of Sports, a very eventful Steelers practice yesterday. Pat McAfee joins us at 745. You shot at 1000 bucks. We get the Steelers playoff prize pack at DVE.com right now. Take the Steelers season quiz. Win a uh, hotel room for two, dinner for two, $100 gift card at the Steelers uh, Pro Shop, and two tickets to Sunday's Steelers-Jags game. That's at DVE.com. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on? Ryan Chazier back at Steelers practice yesterday. First time since he suffered uh, that horrific injury on December the 4th in Cincinnati and underwent subsequent spinal stabilization surgery. His Steelers teammates have been visiting him in the hospital with regularity. Chazier has made it to a couple of games since then, but yesterday the first time he was able to rejoin his teammates for practice and uh his excitement upon being able to do so evident to teammate and fellow Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree. It was exciting to see him smiling. You know, he was smiling as soon as he came. We seen him rolling in. He was smiling right away. So, you know, I know he's living his moment right now and uh, just just blessed to be alive and just blessed to be a part of the picture still. Did you guys get to talk to him at all today? Yeah, you know, we were chatting with him on the sideline, just hearing this and that. But, uh, you know, um, Shay's, Shay's still the same type of guy. Shay's still the... Um, the person that we know him as, and uh, he's still going to one of the best people in the world. Cesar posted uh, a picture of himself in his wheelchair at the Steelers' indoor facility at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. His online post uh, included the following message, quote, I want to thank the Lord for the first downs that he's been allowing me to achieve. The touchdown is going to come in his timing, but today was a first down. I was finally able to make it to practice with my teammates. It's great to be back for practices and meetings, just to be able to feel a part of it means the world. Uh, Shazier wow. went on to add, quote, I've been making strides over the past month and continue to make progress, taking it day by day, but I'm far from done. Heavy. Man. Is he, is, is he going to walk again? I mean, forget about football. Because everybody seems to be super tight-lipped about it. His dad was interviewed and wouldn't, and wouldn't say, I know players were... Were asked that question and they wouldn't say. Yeah, I asked Cam Hayward about his about Shazier's long term prospects or if there was any kind of prognosis, and Hayward just didn't want to go there. And that's yeah, fine. totally uh, understandable. Yeah. Um, you know, keep asking the questions periodically, and uh, Cam Hayward said that uh, eventually Ryan Shazier would answer that when he felt it was appropriate. Uh, David DeCastro uh, among the players uh, shaking their heads in the locker room yesterday at Ryan Shazier's resilience. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. I mean, what, a, what a guy, what an attitude he has. It's really impressive. He loves football so much, man. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see and uh, just to have the attitude he has after all he's been through, man. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty impressive. I don't know if I'd be able to do the same. Hmm. Nobody does, right? You can't 
possibly envision having to go through something like that. No, I just feel so much for, for Ryan Chazier and his family right now and how difficult this must be. And he is the type of guy who can overcome something like this. For uh, sure. You know, uh, I like what Mike Mitchell had to say about Ryan Chazier being there. Which was essentially, you know, he's asked like... It's not about me, it's not about us, it's about him. Did it make you feel good to yeah. see him out there? And he's like, that's selfish. Yeah, it did, but it ain't about me. It's about him, it's about our dog getting better. Also, some developments in practice. Cornerback uh, Artie Burns and defensive end Stephon Tuitt end up uh, showing up on the daily participation report as limited Burns with a knee and to it with an elbow to it was seen leaving the facility in a swing, a sling, excuse me. That's not good. And uh, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, Burns' ligaments are intact. We will see what we see today when the Steelers continue getting ready for Jacksonville on Sunday at Heinz Field. The Jaguars are also banged up. They played last week, uh, last weekend against Buffalo. And uh, some significant names on the Jacksonville practice participation list uh, – Middle linebacker Paul Pazluzny, abdomen did not practice. He's the starter there. Uh, outside linebacker Telvin Smith, who moved from outside to inside to replace Pazluzny in uh, Jacksonville's win over Buffalo last Sunday, also did not participate. Ankle and nickel cornerback Aaron Colvin, who had one of the two Jacksonville interceptions in that Buffalo game, also did not practice due to an illness. He was sick last weekend, uh, started the game, but couldn't finish it. Um, number of other guys limited for Jacksonville, including tight end Mercedes Lewis, ankle, fullback Tommy Bohannon, knee, cornerback Jalen Ramsey, Achilles, and wide receiver Jaden Mickens, hamstring. Also uh, one of the uh, defensive linemen on that uh, number two defense tackle, Aubrey Jones, limited with an ankle. Quarterback Blake Bortles, wrist, and linebacker Donald Payne, quad, were both full participants for Jacksonville yesterday. Ben Roethlisberger met the media, as he does on Wednesdays. He was asked if uh, he's contemplating Sunday as his potential last game at Heinz Field. Roethlisberger's response, quote, I don't think it's my last, but I'm not thinking about that right now. His focus clearly on the task at hand and not uh, whether or not he's going to retire in the offseason. Well, that- he's, he's been saying since the end of last season that he's now in the got to reevaluate every year mode. He and he opened up, uh, announced the uh, opening of a new restaurant in the North Shore with Jerome Bettis. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, really. Yeah, Ben and Bettis are teaming up for a restaurant in the North Shore. How about that? What's it called? Yeah, what's it going to be called? Rothless Burgers. Um, I'm not sure if it actually said that when I read the article. I don't. I don't, I don't think it came up with the name. I mean, maybe we can come up with one. Don't know. Big Ben's? Roethlisberger yeah. sounds pretty good. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, there's already Wahlburgers. Yeah. They cost 1,500 times more than Michelle Williams' burgers. <laughs> I think they could get a big fake tower with a clock on it up front. Yeah, there you go. There it is. And every time, like, you're, when your order's ready, maybe they, instead of giving boom, you a number, boom, it's like a little boom, clock, and it boom, just goes, boom, yeah. boom, boom, I like boom. it. I like it a lot. Duke like coming to Pittsburgh yesterday. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski in the number seven Blue Devils. Throttle pit eighty-seven to fifty-two. Panthers rate nine overall, zero and four in ACC play. And Sidney Crosby and Crystal Tang are going to the 
All-Star Game that announced yesterday. They are part of Captain Alex Ovechkin's Metropolitan Division team for the much-anticipated three-on-three tournament. It'll take place on January the 28th in Tampa. Good deal. When we come back, Pat McAfee from Barstool Sports joining us here on DVE. It is the DVE morning show right now at DVE.com. It's the Steelers playoff prize pack. Log on, take the Steelers season quiz, and you'll be registered to win. Hotel for two, dinner for two, downtown. $100 gift card for the Steelers Pro Shop and two tickets to this Sunday's Steelers-Jaguars matchup. That's going to be a uh, a cold one. So maybe you can use that 100 bucks to uh, buy some stuff to help bundle up and get ready for the game. Booze. 1 o'clock, Sunday. Heinz Winter Field. is a Steeler. Yeah. Uh, very much looking forward to that. The Stephon Tuitt news, a little disconcerting, to say the least. Yeah, scary. Yes. Pat McAfee's uh, blown us off. Is that what happened? He just, what, he didn't answer? He didn't call? Go ahead, tell me. You can talk to me. I can't read your lips. Yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't heard from him yet. Okay. He, whose idea was 745? When you told me he was coming on at 745, my head, I'm thinking, that's a bad idea. That was their idea. He's probably out drinking last night. No, he's the, back for on. The brand. No, I think he's working out. Well, I thought that would have been good. He would have been coming back from the bar <laughs> before he went to bed. No, I'm sure he'll pop on here in a second. So log on to DVE.com, take that quiz, and uh, you'll be ready to go. If they had to lose somebody, Mike, in terms of backups, Stephon Tuitt, and Artie Burns, which of the two would be more detrimental? Not having? Yes. To it. Yeah. Against this against this team? Yes. Yeah, to it. But you're stacking up against the run. But against the Patriots. Uh, I think I'd rather have Artie Burns. Yeah. Completely different scenario. See, n- neither one is ideal. But you, uh, They're both pretty important guys. But a Lou gives you some flexibility there, no? Yeah, but you need more than just the starters. I mean, it... You need guys coming Depth, in and rotation. By the way, especially I, as Jacksonville running games, you know, if the game stays close, that's going to be an all-day sucker. At, they're going to pound, 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 pound. I'm a little nervous. Should be a little nervous right now. Offensively is is where I think I'm not that worried. As good as their defense is, I think that we can, We have so many weapons right now. Everybody on that side of the ball seems to be healthy. The O-line is good. You have Juju Martavis. A.B. even at 50%. If he can get out there, he demands attention. Yeah, my, my concern for this game would be the running game defense. Um, Jacksonville's very good at running the ball, and the Steelers were appreciably less formidable against the run without Ryan Shazier in the regular season than they were in the regular season. And they had a couple of hiccups in the regular season, but uh, there was a significant increase in yards per game allowed on the ground without Shazier, both right. in base and particularly in the sub-package stuff. And that's the kind of thing that can keep Jacksonville in, Hanging the, around. in the game. Um, now, can the Steelers run on them and throw a little bit? And can they get a couple scores ahead and maybe force Jacksonville's hand eventually? Possibly. That would make it easier. Let me ask you this. Well, do you think they get Ridley involved a little bit just to really... Yeah. Like... If they're running a lot, yeah, sure. To to not only spell Le'Veon, but just to give them something else to contend with. Because he's, he's proved himself to be still you know formidable. He can... 
he can get the job done Dif- in a different way from what Connor was able to do. Yeah, like just a veteran guy that you're, you're more certain of what you're going to get from him. And uh, he's had success in the league. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's not going to get a ton of carries, but I think you'll see him, sure. Juju was not on any offensive rookie of the year lists. How is that possible? Well, because the guy who's going to win led the NFL in rushing. Yeah, but how is he not in contention? How is his name not brought up amongst other people? I don't know. I don't. That's not my department. All right. Well, I didn't but, mean to make you mad. No, I just uh, people get upset about these kind of things. Yeah, it, we do. It, it, I, I wonder why. Like, what do you mean why? Of course, we get upset about that. Here is a guy every, who's every clear- Steelers. Yeah, he had a great year. Every Steelers not going to be up for every award. Some other guys from some other teams are going to win a couple. Well, you know, I could see it if it was just like a flash in the pan, but his play all year has merited this. There have been he definitely turned it on late. Yeah. And I think that's why people are the most pissed because I mean, just the off- most recent memory of him is him dominating. If you're picking an offensive rookie of the year league wide, just off the top of my head, uh the back from Kansas City, Hunt. Hunt Kareem is number Hunt. one, and the back from New Orleans, Kamara is number two. Both right. had tremendous years. But the other names, Cooper Cup, Jamal Agnew from Detroit. Cup had a huge year for the Rams, and they were a story all year. Marshawn Lattimore. Um, yeah, Lattimore, like, the, de- the defensive uh, Safety for back. the Saints. Yeah. The Saints have like five rookies Yeah, on the rookie of the they year. They had a hell of a draft list. My Lord. Uh, Leonard Fournette is on the ESPN rookie of the year list. Uh, Giants tight end Evan Ingram. No juju. Steelers were pissed about it, Mike. You talk about fans being pissed. The Steelers were pissed. David DeCastro was uh, was pissed. There's no way he's not even listed. Roethlisberger was pissed. I don't know why. who would be more deserving. Talk about Hunt, but there's no reason Juju's not a top three guy. Yeah, I don't know. Fournette might be ahead of him, too. You think McCaffrey's ahead of him? He had a pretty damn good season. I'd have to check the numbers. He was a little bit inconsistent. 1,086 yards for McCaffrey. Smith-Schuster, all-purpose yards, 1,157. Hunt had 1,782. Kamara, 1,554. And Fournette was over 1,000 rushing and 1,300 total. Um, Yeah, there's other guys that are good. I'm just talking about him being in the mix. I'm not saying he should win it. I'm surprised. We can say he shouldn't win it, right? He's not the rookie of the year in the NFL. Not no. but on those metrics. But yeah. the so other what, pe- so what does the rest of it matter? Re- recognition. Do you remember where Joe Hayden finished in the rookie of the year yeah. balloting his rookie year? Yeah. Yeah. He was third in the AP and second in the ESPN. <laughs> I mean, this stuff will be so quickly forgotten. Maybe to you, Mike. Maybe to you. The rest of us. You know, if you're not first, you're tied for last, right? Ricky Bobby. My, I remember has... Vince Young's I remember Vince Young's rookie year. He was tremendous. He was he was special. But then who are the other who were the other rookies that year? Couldn't tell you. Whatever. Juju's getting File this under I need to find some things to aggravate myself about because File this cause... under a things to fire up Juju for Sunday. Juju Returning kickoffs, take it to the house. Apparently, according to you, not so much. He was doing fine. Not not rookie of the year status or anything. Time to prove it. I'm here to praise Juju, not bury him, but (laughs) he ain't Caesar. Well, they uh, got a scheme for him, though. He's he's at least a threat now. At Ju Brute, uh, 
Val has news next. We're going to talk about another reason, Randy, you may not want to go on a cruise. I never want to go on a cruise. Okay, well, they've add offered, this to the list. They've offered to do morning show cruises for a long time, and I always think, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I, I, those things sink. <laughs> I don't even think it's going to sink. Or you get stuck out there, and it turns into a poo cruise. Yeah, it's a crap <laughs> Everybody's, in a bag. Yeah. Here's a red bag. Enjoy the rest of your trip. <laughs> Woo! Did you see Good. the one last week sailed through the bomb cyclone? No, did it really? Yeah. Like, it was like there was water coming in. On purpose? In. Yeah. I Specifically, I've seen a couple of movies where the boat sank. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know. Mainly that, Not that sure. one the was only, an epic. The one the guy drove it ashore in, where was that, Italy? Or yeah, and like. Because he was oh, waving yeah. it. He was waving, right. <laughs> it like ran aground. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Anybody hear that? And then they were stuck out there for like two months, which also didn't oh, make yeah. sense to me. Like, why? Why are people stuck on that? It wasn't two months, but the, it was a day. It was or longer. Two. Well, well, the boat the was boat, stuck there, yeah, and they were trying time. to salvage it forever. There was a whole sixty minutes piece on them trying to rescue that boat. They spent millions and millions of dollars to try to get that boat out of there. They liked that boat. We need this boat. Juju could have done it. Did you see the the report? Yet was it yesterday, the day before, about um, taking Advil? Yeah, it's bad for your fertility. Hypogonadism. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. What is that? Is that's what's on the side of the Steelers helmet, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Those are those are hypocycloids. <laughs> totally different. Hypogonadism. <laughs> I read that word and I was like, hypogonadism? That what sounds like your do? gonads are like doing the, the maniac dance from Flashdance. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. What's going on there, Val? Well, here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Increasing clouds today. Going to be a warm day with a shower late in the day. 58. Rain tonight. Some of it heavy. We stay in the 50s. Then rain changing to a wintry mix by tomorrow evening. Temperatures falling into the low 30s during the day. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 46 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Rescue workers are frantically searching for more than a dozen people still missing after mudslides swept away 100 houses in that wealthy Southern California community of Montecito. At least 17 people are dead in mud and rock slides set off by drenching rains early Tuesday. The Santa Barbara County Sheriff says hundreds of people have been rescued and evacuated. At least 300 homes have been damaged and authorities say many more are threatened. The devastated area is below hillsides where California's biggest wildfire wiped out vegetation last month. Vegetation keeps soil and rock from being swept away when heavy rains fall. Man, the video from there is just crazy. Oh, man. The gigantic boulders that were washed away, and it's just stunning. Been a brutal couple of months. Yeah, they just—they cannot get a break. Is this a sign that Ben Roethlisberger is making plans for his future after football? Well, there's an article on the front page of today's Post Gazette that says Big Ben is opening a restaurant on the North Shore. It will be, listen to all the sevens, a 7,100 square foot restaurant in a seven-story building under construction on the North Shore. Uh, it'll be right across from the Hyatt. It's being called North Shore Seven is set to open in the spring of next year. Ben and his business partner do have several other restaurants in Georgia and Myrtle Beach. The story in the Post-Gazette says that North Shore 7 will have 50 taps and feature appetizers, sandwiches, and entrees all made from scratch. 
There is another potentially very dangerous internet challenge going around. It involves eating laundry detergent pods. Numerous videos have been posted online recently of people finding various ways to consume the pods. They've been cutting them open to drink the liquid, ah. cooking them up as pizza ingredients, even smoking them, ingesting laundry laundry pods can lead to vomiting, seizures, stomach burns, and in more serious cases, even coma or death. Um, Just why are people that dumb? They aren't. They're supposed to use them as suppositories. Be... <laughs> everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a YouTube star. Yeah. Is it you they that said look, they look like candy? They look delicious. Are you kidding me? Those laundry pots? I yeah, mean, they do. well, for years they've been warning parents, like, make sure your kids don't eat these things. Yeah, they look like they're candy. Now so, they got to warn the parents, hey, don't, yeah. don't eat these things. So here's what's bad about it is it got so bad that they started making candy in those pods. So you could buy those pods that had actual edible food in it, and they were being marketed as, well, here's a solution. Well, actually, you know, people are just have such a compulsion to, you know, enjoy candy out of that packaging. Let's just give it to them. But that just reinforces the bad behavior. Right. That like, And some people are probably washing their clothes with candy. I'm trying to think of something else that looks so good. I wanted to like, I'll make, oh, I w- uh, that looks delicious. And it was like poison. I'm sure there's something. I don't know. I guess antifreeze is supposed to be delicious at first. Some snossages and been like. Snossages for that sure. How can those not be good? It would probably not kill you though. No. No. Probably would might No, they not. just taste really bad. Yeah. They'd probably kill you. Had to learn that one firsthand. <laughs> Lower intestine though. <laughs> Did you eat a snossage? Oh yeah. How did it go? That's- uh, I just, you know. Once it 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 uh, went around the horn a little bit, I uh, <laughs> kicked I spit around it in out. There? Oh, yeah. they're like doggy yeah. peekaboo hot dogs. Yeah, which you know when you think of dogs and peekaboo hot dogs, it's it's not a good look. No, that sounds delicious today, by the way. A peekaboo it's hot a dog. Good day for a peekaboo hot dog. <laughs> when I hear peekaboo hot dog and dog, I think Red Rocket. Yeah. Oh, ew. Yeah. Peekaboo. Don't now you've completely ruined peekaboo hot dogs for Val, me. Val, that's what we've been thinking the whole time. Yeah, I don't know how you oh haven't thought God. that. You were attacking us. Right. Now you're mad that we threw the stone back over the wall. You've completely- You what you never ate a peekaboo hot dog and thought to yourself, hmm, maybe a little phallic uh, p- property here. Do you think that when you eat a regular hot dog? Every single time. <laughs> Yeah, especially when I do it without using my hands. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good lord! Speaking of peekaboo hot dogs, a leading cruise company. Trying ben doesn't to- have those at his restaurant, right? Uh, no, no I hope not. Hot dogs. I hope not. You know uh, what they should do there? They should offer a thing where you have like an all-you-can-eat when you eat a lot. They take you out on a stretcher and then you can put your hand up. Like I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> On the way out of the restaurant. A leading cruise Or company. the server, when he's coming over to you, by accident, coughs up your stuff, and another server starts taking in the other direction, and you have to tackle them. Shoestring them. Yeah. I like that. A leading cruise company is trying to stop customers from having sex with the food on the buffet. Norwegian Cruise Lines <laughs> huh? printed out a one-page handout for its winter Caribbean cruises, which explained in great detail that, quote, sexual acts with our handcrafted pizzas can bring unintended health consequences and pose a safety hazard for other passengers aboard our journey. 
While lighthearted in nature, the note did call attention to a rash of incidents in which cruise <laughs> passengers have exposed themselves in dining areas and other public places. A rash of incidents. That's, that's a good word to describe what's happening. Because I have to imagine if you had sex on a bunch of pizzas, you, you get a little bit of a rash. Why are they having sex with pizza? I don't no, they're not having they're sex with the pizza. just exposing themselves in the dining area. Okay. You know. Just doing a little Which, peekaboo hot dog. If you do that, you should be tossed overboard. Yeah. This and, is another and, reason and why we're dragged, not doing a DVE cruise. And dragged <laughs> behind the boat. Because you can't expose yourself in the dining area? Yes. <laughs> why do you have to even put a sign up or have that notice? Hey, guys. Because people suck. Don't expose yourself in the dining area. I mean, there's been a couple times I've seen a couple of Eaton Park buffets that got me real excited. Don't get me wrong, but nothing like that. <laughs> oh, is that, deal. The is that cornbread fresh? You know, speaking of that, I had dinner last night at Casbah, and I was talking to the uh, bartender, and I was like, do you remember Judge McFalls? Oh, my God. And she was like, no. And I'm, she's like, who is that? I'm like, you oh, don't know what happened in this restaurant, young. you know, 15 years ago. She's like, no. And I, and I reminded alive? her about the judge. I don't think so. What happened? He pulled his pants down. This is a judge. At the bar at Casbah. I actually had Slack print this out for me because I was reading this aloud last night from my phone and everybody was like, no way. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm reading from the paper. You, you don't remember this? Allegheny County Common Pleas Judge Patrick McFalls was ejected from a restaurant on Valentine's Day after engaging in what customers described as noisy and sometimes bizarre conversation <laughs> and removing his pants. The episode <laughs> occurred the same day newspapers reported McFalls' superiors on the bench had sought to have him suspended in a standoff growing out of allegations by members of his staff that he was drinking while on the bench. Absolutely not, McFalls said of the newest <laughs> allegations. He denied being ejected from Casbah, a popular Shadyside restaurant, and said it was doubtful he was in the restaurant. That day. <laughs> it's awesome. I doubt I was even there. Are you sure? No, but I doubt it. If I had my pants on, that's just because I keep my card in my garter belt. Several patrons who were at the restaurant on February 14th, keep in mind, this was Valentine's Day. Probably busy. All of whom spoke on the condition they not be identified, said the judge had been in the bar around 10 p.m. loudly identifying himself as a judge and declaring he was on the front page of, the, of yesterday's newspaper. <laughs> Patrons said they ate at the bar because the restaurant was crowded earlier in the evening. Said McFalls reportedly ordered drinks, bought around for several of them, and spoke loudly about his political connections. Spoke of trips to the Cayman Islands and joked he had closed all of Osama bin Laden's bank accounts. <laughs> and then he pulled his then he pulled his out. pants down. The judge interrupted his stories in a voice tinged with sarcasm. Hey, Mister Bartender, can I get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy Sheehan like rolled up on him like the next day on, on Walnut Street and he goes, Hey, did you see me on the news, Andy? And then he pulled his pants down again on <laughs> Walnut Street. Dude, get Marty. That was <laughs> what did they do? It was a long time ago, but it I was. just it just that, that story was... reminded it was funny that you brought that up because That was a big story. I, I was reading that last night and I was like, <laughs> just remembering how much fun <laughs> we had at the time. Like because he was hilarious about it. He's like, Hey yeah. I doubt I was even there. I'm not saying that every person that does that showers at the gym, but I guarantee 100% of the people that do that shower at the gym. Dude, I was going to call you the other day because I was so livid. A guy got out of the shower at the gym. I'm like, you know, throwing on my like coat, basically. Yeah. He gets out of the shower, and he's standing right outside of the stall, and he's doing the, you know... He had the lever 2000 yeah. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like, you know, he's mostly bald, but for some reason he has to dry off every single one of his, you know, he's like doing that Three forever. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. 
Then he walks right over to me, Bill, and his hair apparently isn't dry enough. So I'm tying my shoe, no. you know, to get out of there. No, I'm, I'm walking and he's out going, without shoes. You know, he's just yeah, back and forth, back and forth, right next to me. I'm like, do you ever say anything to anybody in that situation? Val. So then I'm like, all right, I go to wash my hands. So, and, and the, you know, so I can leave. I'm like, I don't wash my hands to get out of here. Cause, you know, you got to wash your hands when you leave the gym, especially in cold and flu season. People are dying. Sure. So uh, I got to wash my hands. The guy follows me to the sink. He starts doing a lot of. <laughs> he's Maybe working he his way down ever no. so slowly. No, he was like. And he wanted you to talk about. Hey, it. I yeah. listened to DVE. Floppity, floppity, <laughs> floppity, floppity. He definitely did not. And that, and if that did start to happen, I would totally blame you. Why? Because <laughs> you've made this your cause. I'm not making it my cause. I know ne- I never say anything, but you I can't in my, just go, dude. I make noises. I go, ah. Oh. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it's obnoxious. They don't even have a towel on them or near them. I mean, if he was a judge, I would have no problem with it. (laughs) And I don't know who my tribe is. Like, I don't want to call it out and then have everyone be like, we all shower in here. You don't? Exactly. So all of a sudden, maybe you're I don't know who my people are. Showering is one thing. Don't you put a towel, like, who doesn't put a towel on around the waist and walk to the lock? Either you get to an age... And I think it's an age thing where you just don't care anymore. <laughs> or these people have been doing it their entire lives. They just need know. to expose themselves. I mean, and look, it's acceptable. Then. You got, you know, there's, there's, if you're showering at a gym, you're going to be naked for a, a, a limited amount of time. Like, you know, there's a necessary amount sure. of time that you will be. You don't need to prance around the locker room. Right. No prancing. That's my point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the last safe space for a flasher. It really is. You can mm-hmm. do it there Maybe and have a, a, a plausible deniability. What do you mean? What? I'm just changing my clothes. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I just wanted to put my keys in a locker. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing someone did the other day. I threw like I, I took a hoodie to the gym and I threw it in a locker. And I always pick 87 or 7. I always try to do like good Steeler numbers just for mm-hmm. I don't even know why. Um, but... So I threw it in seven, right? And uh, I come back, seven was locked. I'm like, what? Some dude took my stuff out, threw it in another locker, and he used number seven. Huh. What did he put you in? Tommy Maddox? Yeah. That's not right. I know. It's like, dude. And you hurt yourself and had to leave on a gurney? (laughs) (laughs) People threw garbage at me. People threw garbage at your car. (laughs) They took the garbage and I threw it. This is obnoxious. Video of an Ashburn, Virginia man sliding down his driveway has gone viral. Tim Besecker was caught on his home surveillance camera leaving for work the day after freezing rain and sleet covered the streets with a sheet of ice. Well, it covered his driveway, too, as soon as he stepped onto the driveway, which is a little slanted. Uh, he starts sl- <laughs> sliding and he tries to catch his balance the whole, I mean, he's just skating right down the driveway. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. He crashes into <laughs> to the mailbox, but hops right back up <laughs> with his jacket and his man bag in hand. His wife posted the video on Tuesday and since it has been viewed by more than, or more than 27 million times. I've never seen somebody fall for that long. Yeah. It's like, uh. <laughs> It's like the Eddie Murphy falling down the steps. <laughs> yeah. If it takes you, uh, forever. If you're not one of the 27 million views and you want to check it out, you can find it on the morning show page at dve.com. 
in St. Highly Louis, recommend it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. In St. Louis, Missouri, a black lab named River is responsible for saving an entire family from a fire. About 2 a.m., River woke up Lauren Bedreau by barking and poking at Lauren with her nose. At first, Lauren was annoyed and tried to let River outside, give River some food. Neither satisfied her. River was still acting strange and went so far as to wake up Lauren's husband, Matt. couple tried to figure out what was wrong and soon discovered their garage was engulfed in flames. They were able to wake their three kids and get everyone, including River, to safety before the fire department showed up. The family believes River saved their lives and now consider her to be a hero, even calling her a guardian angel. Oh, well, we got our own River here, the the official dog of Pittsburgh. We do? Yeah. Yeah. You never seen River, the golden retriever? At the hotel? No. It's like in the mayor's office every day. You don't know River? I think I do. You know River. I think I recall that now. Oh, yeah. We got our own river. I mean, I don't think he's alerting anybody to any fires yet. He may have to. Is he a chocolate lab to match our river? No. By the way, I read yesterday the ice on the river is uh, the the city paper had a piece about it that it's going to stay even though it's warmed up today. Because it's so thick in areas, like mm-hmm. five inches, it's just not going anywhere. And then well, we're getting the big freeze back mm-hmm. again tomorrow, right? Yeah. That sucks. But yeah, the ice looks super cool. I went across the West End Bridge looking at the point, and all the ice was, it was like mm-hmm. badass, man. Like, the cello's making some bucks right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that uh, that Polar Plunge is coming up next month, right? Yeah, in February. <laughs> Special Olympics, Polar if Plunge. If it stays this cold... Well, that's that's got to we be the coldest it. it's ever been. That's why we changed it because it was it, like we were doing it in the first week of no- December. Uh, December, and you know it was like forty degrees and fifty degrees. So that water was still real cold. Well, it's not pleasant, but yeah, to be a true polar plunge, like <sighs> yeah, those people what if it's who iced did, and you can't get in. They, would, uh, they break. They break the ice. Yeah, with some conversation. <laughs> the, uh, the there was a, a polar bear club down on the yacht that did it. On yeah, this year, the on first New of the Year's year, Day. yeah, and it was ridiculously I, I, cold. I saw those people; they were like jumping off, and they had a rope to pull yeah. themselves back in. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I was looking at that like, oh, just <laughs> I've done it before, but boy, is it it is something. You would have the water would just freeze instantly when you get out, right? Because those no, days your body, was like zero your body, degrees. Your body goes into preservation mode. Yeah, when you come out of that water, you're not cold. It is the weirdest sensation. The it, hardest part is waiting. Yes. Like the leading up to it is But I mean, when it was five below, zero degrees yeah. around on New Year's Day. Yeah, it was It was definitely dangerous. Better. It feels Just, like a thousand needles are stabbing you all at once, all over your body. Disgraced entertainment mogul Harvey Weinstein was reportedly attacked at a Scottsdale, Arizona Good. restaurant, which that's putting it, I mean, that's really over... He wasn't stating attacked. what happened. TMZ says Weinstein was dining at the Sanctuary Camelback Mountain Resort earlier this week when a man identified as Steve walked up to Weinstein, called him an expletive, and then I saw the video on one of those shows last night. It mm-hmm. basically like a couple backhand slaps to the face. Restaurant manager told TMZ neither slap really connected and uh, added that Steve was drunk and out of control. Weinstein has reached a divorce settlement with his estranged wife, Georgina Chapman. It's reported to be worth uh, 15 to $20 million, according to Page Six. The couple had a prenup, but she got more than the contract stipulated. She also gets primary custody of their two kids. 
Corey Feldman has been going after child molesters in Hollywood, but now he's found himself on the other side of the fence. According to TMZ, an unidentified woman walked into a police station Monday and filed a report claiming the after actor grabbed her backside early last year. The LAPD's Robbery Homicide Division will reportedly investigate. His rep says he vehemently denies those egregious claims. Last year, he launched a campaign to raise money for a movie about his life and the abuse he has experienced. Finally, tonight's Critics' Choice Awards could see an encore of the show of support for the Me Too and Time's Up movements that dominated Sunday's Golden Globes. Women and men wore black in solidarity with sexual misconduct victims, and many winners spoke in support of them in their acceptance speeches. Actress Olivia Munn will host tonight's show, and she's one of six women accusing director Brett Ratner of sexual misconduct. As for the actual Critics' Choice Awards, director Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water is the movie frontrunner with 14 nominations. FX's Feud, Betty, and Joan leads the TV nominations with six. Rain later today, upper 50s for the high winter storm watch from Friday afternoon through Saturday afternoon. Expect snow and freezing rain. It's 46 at DVE. Did you see the story about the Missouri governor? Yeah, he had an affair. Yeah, a Republican governor of Missouri, um, Eric Greitens, admitted to an affair. But it, that's not the you know remarkable part. We're used to politicians having an affair. Yeah, it's not uncommon. The woman he was having an affair with, he basically tied her up and took a bunch of pictures of her and was like, I'm going to... He blackmailed her with the pictures. He blackmailed her? Yeah. Hmm. And, of course, guess how he got elected? On the family course. Was she another politician? I'm a family man. Uh, Yeah, why why would blackmail work on her? I I might be confusing him with some other disgraced politician who was having an affair. I, don't know. I just I, assume they all there's are. There's a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. So it's hard to keep up with. Uh, hey, we uh, mentioned the Polar Plunge. That is going to be February 24th at Heinz Field. You can go to specialolympicspa.org and get registered. You can become uh, uh, either a volunteer, because we do need some volunteers for that still, uh, or you can participate. And we're super excited for it once again. It is uh, it is one of my favorite events. It's a bucket list year. kind of thing. It is. You go into it thinking, "Oh my God, I want to I want to support this cause, but I'll never do this again." And then you get out and you go, "All right, that was crazy," and I loved it. And it's like a really fun thing for the whole family. Y- everyone can get involved. Uh, you can get a team together. Uh, it's uh, I guarantee you, if you do it, you'll have so much fun. You'll be like, "We're definitely doing that again next year," uh, and it's worth it, no matter what the weather is. So. You don't have to be chicken. Come come plunge with us. Um, you can be on a two chicken to plunge team, though, <laughs> <laughs> and just become a part of it and donate. So it's all there at specialolympicspa.org. All right, Mike's coming up next. We're getting ready for Sunday's matchup with the Jaguars. You can win tickets to that game, plus hotel accommodations, dinner for two, and a $100 gift card at the Steelers Pro Shop. By going to dve.com right now, take the Steelers quiz, rack 100 on that, and then you're registered. You're in the running to win all of that stuff. Those tickets, big time. And uh, you'll need 100 bucks to buy some stuff to bundle up. It's going to be cold on Sunday, Val. Yep, uh, high in the teens. I, I, that's good for the Steelers. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. It would be worse if it was today. Because today's going to be warm. But Sunday, freeze. We want those Jags to be freezing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike's got a sports report next. An eventful day at Steelers practice yesterday. Great to see Ryan Shazier, but a little bit uh, concerning seeing Artie Burns 
and Stefan Tuitt leave practice with injuries. He'll give you the latest. Prince. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What is going on with uh, Artie Burns and Stephon Tuitt? Oh, what isn't going on with the Steelers? Uh, there is the uh, injury situation. Artie Burns and Stephon Tuitt showed up on the practice report as limited yesterday. Burns with a knee injury to it with an elbow. Ryan Chazier visiting practice, uh, inspiring and uplifting his teammates. And apparently Chazier, based on the reaction, everyone who interacted with Chazier, during his first uh, return to practice. Uh, and there's also Mike Mitchell and uh, his reaction to that SportsIllustrated.com article that was posted this week. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Um, Greg Bishop uh, was uh, posted on January the 9th, uh, SI.com, and uh, the synopsis says, quote, Pittsburgh's rebuilt Rebuilt D was coming into its own when its physical and emotional leader, linebacker Ryan Shazier, went down with a devastating spinal injury in December. As they pray for his recovery, his teammates in black and gold vow to beat all comers, including the Patriots, and win the Lombardi for him. Fairly uh, inspiring tale, right? Well, some of the quotes in there, Mike Mitchell usually brings it, and uh, no exception in his interactions with Greg Bishop. Bishop. Mitchell quoted as saying, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mitchell quoted as saying, I believe we're going to win it now even more. That's in the wake of the Shazier injury. Mitchell saying, I don't sleep well thinking about Tom Brady. Look, the Patriots are the benchmark. That's the team we're going to have to knock off if we want to win the Super Bowl. And last but not least, we can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti. <laughs> we can play them in New England. We're going to win. Like that That's a pretty accurate portrayal, I believe, of the Steelers' obsession with the New England Patriots right about now. It's been going on for a long time, and we've been talking about it all season. We've been talking about it since OTAs. They're but, the king of the mountain. But uh, I doubled back to Mitchell yesterday to, to get his reaction to that stuff coming out now, this week, while the Steelers get ready to play the Jaguars, the game before a potential Patriots rematch that everyone has been waiting on for a year. Yeah. And, uh, Mike Mitchell not thrilled with the timing. When we're talking about something three weeks old, let's talk about it then. Let's not wait three weeks before we say something about it. And then, two, the article was about Ryan Shazier. I talked to the reporter for a two-day period about Ryan Shazier, and somehow out of a two-day, two days' worth of conversations, that's what we quote. Um, moving forward, got to keep everything super short and super simple. I'll be doing the Marshawn Lynch. So you didn't want it to necessarily come out in the context that it came out. That's absolutely because that, that I wanted it to come out in the exact context that I said it. It wasn't a taking shots at New England. It wasn't a we're not focused on Jacksonville. It was an article three weeks ago, four a month ago. Your point was more inspiration around Ryan and do it for him. And absolutely, that kind of thing. It was yes. Yeah. So that's why it should be illegal. A lot of you guys have been talking about New England since OTAs, right? Mike talked about him before the Packer game. Man, I don't know. My true feelings about it, I can't say with a microphone in my face. I mean, I wonder what his true feelings are. It was pretty self-explanatory, the quotes that were used. Yeah, he said a lot. And it, this is what it is. This is where they are. I don't there's, know that There's that, no avoiding this, right? Do you think that it hasn't made a huge splash yet? It really hasn't. Um, I'm surprised because it's other than a couple of detail inaccuracies regarding the secondary and its composition, it's a fascinating article. 
Well, it, it will make the rounds next week. That's what I'm asking: is does this have a uh, a grenade effect here? Is this going off a little later? I'm, you know, I'm not big on bulletin board material. I like when guys are honest and they say what they're thinking. I think they connect with the fans better that way than the old "ah, oh, we got to play one game at a time and we'll play whoever's next" and blah. You know, the same crap you hear constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the heart stuff, and uh, this is. A confrontation that has been years in the making. And and Patriot Steelers right now, I wrote my uh, weekly online column for Pittsburgh Magazine on this Steelers-Patriots dynamic, and we used a picture of Captain Ahab for the art mm-hmm. because the Patriots are Moby Dick, and the Steelers are trying to harpoon Moby Dick to death once and for all. And I think the Steelers would be willing to go down if they could take the Patriots down with them. That's their mindset. Uh, they'd rather, you know, stay up and have the Patriots go down. But uh, this is the whole the whole gist of the season. And they're still one game away from that. They still have to get through Jacksonville and New England still have to get through Tennessee. But this is what it is about. And the, the Shazier saga, what he's going through, has only added to it in terms of now – his teammates want to win it even more because they want well, to win it. You also have to extend the analogy to, like, you know, we had Ahab had the Hulk on the ship and he jumped off and now he's helping the whale. Look, I didn't read Moby Dick. I'll be honest. It's one of my favorite stories because we- it the, the pure hatred is something that I can really relate to. There's a Twitter account uh, that just does quotes from the book. And I don't know why I follow. Maybe it, I'll I read do. that instead. Yeah, I felt like maybe you should read the book. I will have consumed the book by you know osmosis or just scrolling through my t- timeline for uh, enough weeks. It's like when I tried to learn Spanish by switching my phone to Spanish, and all that did was make it impossible for me to get anything done on my phone. It may not work, is what I'm saying. We've strayed too far. Here's the deal. That Sports Illustrated article. Seems to have pissed him off a little bit. It has not even made, it has not resonated at all in New England. They've got their own they're, article yeah, to deal they're, with. They're yeah. bailing water on a story that came out about them. Well, and I think they're on the other end of this, too. They're like, oh, those guys want to beat us again. So does everybody else. Get in line. In our never-ending. Right. We'll see you when we see you, maybe, if, if you get to the AFC Championship game. The, for the Steelers. We'll they, be there, will you? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, look, once again, the danger of looking ahead to the Patriots and past your opponent, I think looms larger for this game than it did. I, I agree with you a thousand percent, and that's they've done such a remarkable job of compartmentalizing everything and, and thinking about this since they cranked it up again in the spring, and at the same time dealing with the task at hand and paying attention week by week. And they've dealt with a lot of other stuff in their locker room. You know, some of it's self-inflicted, the Martavis Bryant stuff, Le'Veon Bell not going to camp, uh, the national anthem thing was thrust upon them. It, it's been. A year of distraction and upheaval, and they've gotten through it to the tune of 13-3, and three, and they're getting ready to host a game that most people think they should win, and I'm one of them. They should. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a blowout, but I think they should win this game, and then we'll see. It, but it's so close now. There's a certain uh, feeling about this or, or a sense that uh, maybe the last step will be the most difficult one to take. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just because it's the last one and it's so close. Right. You know, so close but so far away. Uh, what they've been playing for all along is within reach. It's right there, waiting to be grabbed. And uh, take it. Got to go. Yep. 
take it off the finger and do what you will with it. Ryan O'Halloran joins us next. We will remind ourselves that there is yet uh, another hill to climb before we get to that uh, Mount Everest of the Patriots. So wait, now they're a, they're a mountain? Yeah, I just keep switching the analogy. Jaguars beat writer. <laughs> Is that going too far, the Moby Dick thing? No. I mean, Melville's classic. Right, no, great white whale. I mean, look, it's uh, that's New England, Boston, that's fishermen. There's whalers up there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Plus, 150 years from now, people will remember Steelers-Patriots in the same vein as Melville. Yeah, probably. sure of it. Uh, Ryan O'Halloran, Jags beat writer for the Florida Times-Union, when we come back. Know your enemy. It is the DVE morning show. Steelers. Jags, this coming Sunday, 1 o'clock. Joining us right now for our Know Your Enemy segment. Beat writer for the Florida Times Union. Jags beat writer, that is. Ryan O'Halloran joining us right now on uh, your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Ryan, good morning. How are you, man? Oh, good, good. Talk to you guys again. Good to talk to you as well. So, uh, clue me in on what's going on injury-wise. I mean, uh, not sure of the status of Paz Lesney and then Blair Brown apparently uh, leaving on crutches from practice yesterday. Yeah, they're, they're getting depleted at linebacker. Uh, Paz Lesney uh, with a hip uh, abdominal issue. He didn't finish the game on uh, Sunday. He did not practice. The rookie, Blair Brown, was going to step into his spot in some base defense. He comes through the locker room with a boot and crutches yesterday, getting hurt in practice. Telvin Smith, their leading tackler with an ankle, he didn't practice yesterday. He says he's going to be a go, but uh, a little bit of concern depth-wise, but if they get Telvin Smith back with Miles Jack healthy, uh, they should be in good shape. Now, Smith went in for Puzlozny, right? He shifted over, and then Brown came in to play Smith's spot? Correct. Against Correct. Buffalo? Is, is that how they would play yeah. it again? That Yeah, and uh, they sort of want to keep Miles where he's at. And then, um, you know, but they played like in the first game against Pittsburgh, where they played maybe seventy-five percent nickel. So if you can, uh, you can mask some of that. But uh, I think Telvin Smith's health is probably the key out of all those guys. What was the uh, the status of Blake Bortles' wrist? Well, that's a funny thing. He's put he's been on there for seven what now nineteen straight weeks, and he's never been limited in practice. So I don't know if it's sort of a, a running gag in the building, but. Um, He's uh, listed on there every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, but uh, it's ne- it's never been an issue. Ryan, he had those three really good games uh, right in a row, over 900 yards, seven touchdowns. It was before the last two regular season games, if I'm remembering right. And, yep. and against Buffalo, it looked like he was really struggling even to throw a check down. Is the, the truth about Blake Bortles somewhere in between? Yeah, probably. I, I I thought I'm sure you guys have seen it before. Is I thought a lot of these guys were playing their first postseason game. They're on their home field. They were expected to win, and they were tight as all get out. And you saw some of those throws that he missed, you know, behind, low, wide. Uh, and then finally, he just said, "Hey, it's not working for me today as a passer. I got to run it." You know, I think a lot of guys on this team were in the same boat against Buffalo. Um, so, you know, my lean is that they, they, you know, they survive this one. They know what the uh, intensity level is going to be like, and, and maybe they come out and play more, you know, efficient and make more plays on Sunday. 
Ryan, are you worried at all, or not you, but are, is the team worried at all about the weather conditions? It's supposed to be pretty cold up here, and, uh, you know, getting used to that Florida weather and popping up into 18 degrees doesn't always bode well for teams. Well, I, uh, personally, I am worried. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to sell you short. I'm sure it involves you having to get a warmer coat. Yeah, you know, well, two things is I got 65 in my car right now, and I grew up in North Dakota, and people say, well, you must be used to it. You never get used to it. I can't imagine a player having to fly up there and play in these conditions. That said, they played in Cleveland uh, the week before Thanksgiving. It was probably like high 20s. They played in Nashville with record cold uh, on New Year's Eve. So, you know, you don't get used to it, but I think players said the, uh, yesterday they sort of know how to uh, get, you know, what to wear, what didn't work. Um, you know how do you how do you stay warm? So, but I think the big concern is the wind. Uh, that's what they're talking about. Doug Marone, especially, is because that's the stuff that impacts your game plan. I'm assuming the Jaguar the Jaguars believe they're going to win the game. Uh, do they think they're going to get five picks again and rush for two thirty again, or if not, how they're going to win the second time? No, no, because, uh, uh, you know, five interceptions, obviously abnormal, but the bigger issue for this Jaguar team, this running game is broken. Um, it, it was first in the league uh, during the regular season, but they've shown signs over the last month that they just can't get any push. Uh, the yards per carry is really low. Uh, Leonard Fred does not look healthy and doesn't have a lot of running room. So, okay, what's their path to victory? They're still going to stick with that run. Maybe this is the week they can get it going again, and they have to feel multiple turnovers will set up a short field because I don't think this offense right now is built and is playing at the level where they can move down the field three times against anybody. Mm-hmm. Can they do it twice? Do it twice, then get one short field. If they get to 21 with this defense, I think they got a puncher's chance. But, uh, Bortles, you, you wrote about this. His first quarter pass attempts, by how many yards they traveled in the air, were four, five, five, three, zero, one, zero, 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 five, eight, three, eleven, and 3. That's it, terrible. Yeah, is there <laughs> now? Like he has been getting roasted the last couple of weeks, but last week the the intensity really ramped up because of the playoffs and the singularity of those you know those four games being played as opposed to the full slate. The entire league was watching Blake Portals, and it was kind of like a little bit of a joke on social media. Uh, you know, the fact that he just was not getting it done throwing the ball. How is this wearing on him? How is he receiving that? Surely he's not uh, uh, he's not shut off from any of this stuff, right? He knows it's going on. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's become such an easy target uh, throughout his career because of the pick sixes, um, you know, and you know just general inefficiency and, and, and making some bad decisions. So I mean, every week now, it's almost a surprise when a player from another team, even if they're not playing the Jaguars, takes a poke at him. I mean, after some of these 300-yard games, Javon Clowney is calling him trash. Earl Thomas is calling him subpar. So those guys probably just couldn't believe Blake Bortles was playing well. But I throw it back on Nate Hackett, the play caller. Um, This this offense and this this quarterback has played well this year when he's had the ball in his hands to start the game. And they've been aggressive. They've taken some shots. And they've built a lead. That means you can rely on your run game and your pass rush. Um, I think they have to switch the script a little bit with their offensive play calling because they waited for Buffalo's game. They waited for that Buffalo game to come to them. It was, you know, that almost cost them. Yeah, and Seattle and Houston, not terrible defenses. Two of those teams that he that he led up. 
Yeah, and that, that's that, that's the encouraging part is you know, he did a lot of things with his legs in, in the Seattle game, um, and then their receivers got open. Keelan Cole had two two uh, consecutive hundred yard games. He sort of disappeared over the last couple of weeks with a fumble and no catches last week. So that's the other thing. You look at you, you watch that game again. Guys weren't getting open. Um, this is a receiver core that's banged up and rookies. Um, not a great, uh, not a great combination. So I think it's on the receivers to find some ways to get open this week as well. Ryan O'Halloran of the Florida Times Union uh, with us. It was a big win last week for for this organization. Not their first playoff win, but it seems like this incarnation of the team uh, reemergence. Had, yeah, there's a renewed sort of uh, sense of you know it's our time. Um, how will they? be able to capitalize on last week? Is Are they able to uh, use any of that going forward, any of the mojo from last week's game? Or was that a more of a, whew, we barely got out of there? Uh, I mean, I think they should be treating it as a sigh of relief that they didn't go one and done, and they didn't end the year with three straight losses, and you know, which I think would have put a damper on the division title and going from 3-13 and 13 to 10-6. and six. Uh, So I think the first quarter, first couple drives on Sunday – We'll see where they're at. I mean, they should go up there saying we're playing with house money. The seven and a half point underdog. Who who cares about thirty to nine? Uh, that was a long time ago. So they I mean they should they should feel good about winning a playoff game and feel hey, uh, whatever they do from now on is a bonus. Ryan, the, the Steelers' offensive players are, are almost unanimous. They, they say Jacksonville's defense is vanilla, but they're just so good it works exceptionally well. Have they dialed up anything exotic at any point this year, or is it just? Hi, I'm Clay Campbell. Here I come. Yeah, mostly on the Campbell part. Uh, you know, Todd Wash, the defensive coordinator, he'll add a new wrinkle pressure-wise every now and then. But you remember back to that first game, Roethlisberger had with 60 dropbacks, and they blitzed like three times. I mean, this is a rush four and cover team. Um, you know, they, they got themselves in a little bit of trouble last week because I don't think they were aggressive enough, aggressive enough in their coverage. They played a lot of zone before they switched to man. Uh, but this is a, a defense that just relies on its talent. Uh, they'll you know play a lot of zone, a, a a lot of safety in the box to, to help in the run game, but they're not gonna they're not going to uh, impress you with their exotic nature of their pressures. They're just gonna go get you with four. Will Ramsey take Brown? That's my guess. He didn't the first time a lot. I mean, uh, you look at the targets for Brown that day. It was pretty much even between Boye and, and Ramsey. The coaching staff sort of made a turn in October after that game to have Jalen follow guys around, and it worked out. First team All Pro. Um, uh, that's what I would start out with, just to say, hey, this is your guy, and uh, and also because uh, Smith Schuster has emerged since this first game as well. So AJ Boye will have his hands full with that. Okay, to recap, Ryan O'Halloran of the Florida Times Union, if the Jaguars are going to win on Sunday, what will happen? Uh, they got to be plus two in turnovers. Um, they have to score a defensive touchdown. And um, they need to rush for oh, 125 yards. And if the Steelers win? Um, they, <laughs> intercept, they intercept Blake Bortles a couple times, and they bottle up Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that seems to be yeah, the, the key right there. Don't have to overthink this speaking, one, speaking, of, speaking of vanilla, but that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I feel like, you know, Ryan is making me feel very confident about Sunday for, for, as a Steelers fan. Like, oh, sounds like they're in uh, not a great spot right now. And I feel like there's a little Trojan horse thing going on. <laughs> yeah, it's led by uh, Barry, Barry Church, Puzlozny, and the tight end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, those guys double agents or what? <laughs> you you got three Pittsburgh guys oh, down uh, there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, that was a that was a cool storyline the first time around because Paz had never won up there because he he'd been on some really bad teams. But but it's uh, if he you know if he gets healthy, I'm sure he'll want to play well. Barry Church had a, a great game the first time up there. And uh, Koyak one for one touchdown last week. He's on a roll. I got to ride him now. <laughs> Pete Fink, he's our man. Ryan O'Halloran uh, from the Florida Times Union, our Know Your Enemy segment here on your flagship station of the Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Ryan, thanks so much for your time, man. Bundle up this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care now. Call your mom. Have her send you some coats. <laughs> got it. <laughs> we'll see you. It's supposed to get nasty, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday's going to be brutal. As Bubster might say, the wind's going to be blowing in off the lake. No doubt about it. <laughs> Val's got news next. Well, robots are now taking stripper jobs. We'll talk about it coming up. That sounds delicious today, by the way. A peekaboo it's hot a dog? Good day for a peekaboo hot dog. <laughs> when I hear peekaboo hot dog and dog, I think Red Rocket. Yeah. Oh, ew. Yeah. Peekaboo. Don't now you've completely ruined Peekaboo hot dogs for Val, me. Val, that's what we've been thinking the whole time. Yeah, I don't know how you oh haven't my thought God. that. You were attacking us. Right. Now you're mad that we threw the stone back over the wall. You've completely You are, you never ate a Peekaboo hot dog and thought to yourself, "Hmm, maybe a little phallic uh, p- property here." Do you think that when you eat a regular hot dog? Every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when I do it without using my hands. <laughs> Ah, good Lord. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Uh I'm sorry, Val. Can't have nice things. That's right. We ruin everything. Get the puppies up. Go to puppies.com. Wait, don't do that. Yeah. Emergency. I'll think of disgusting things. Oh, that's right. You put it in my head. Well, go to redpanda.com or something then. No. What is Mm-mm. that? That's not safe. You ever seen red pandas? Yeah, they're cute. They're like little raccoon. Like oh, okay. I thought you meant yeah. some website, redpanda.com, that was oh, some like, deviant sexual. You ever thing. seen their schlongs? <laughs> there probably is. <laughs> is there? Uh, is there? Is there a panda uh, porn site or something? Didn't they? Oh no, they made the pandas watch yeah, porn. Yeah, they made the pandas <laughs> watch porn so they would mate. Just so kinda... that Ling Ling would give the other one a bambooty call. So the. <laughs> Late night. <laughs> Yo, I'm feeling you. There's like a Mr. Skin <laughs> for pandas. Mr. Ling Ling. The 25 yes. minute uh, mark. 25 minute mark. What, here's my question. Was it panda porn that they were showing them? I don't think it was, you know, 50 is shades that, of how is, that out? <laughs> how is that out there? I don't know. I'm and not... why does zoos have that kind of porn? <laughs> how about the guy that suggested that? And then he's like, how about if we show them panda porn and people are like, well, that's a good idea. Wait a minute. Why do you know about panda porn? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, look, is it a good idea or not? I mean, I, <laughs> it's not like I have a bunch of copies Try of to anything. save the species. It's not like I have a monthly subscription. But yeah, that's got to be uncomfortable for the pandas, you know? Because they're just. It's embarrassing when you watch it with your parent, yeah. pan, panda parents. <laughs> sex scene comes on. Oh, I just want to watch the panda movie. <laughs> Can you guys go over there for a little bit? I like the panda plot. All right, what do you got? Here's a Channel <laughs> like 11 Severe plot. Weather Center forecast brought to us by Ridgeville Appliance. Increasing clouds today. Going to be a warm day with a shower late in the day. 58. Rain tonight. Some of it heavy. We stay in the 50s. Then rain changing to a wintry mix by tomorrow evening. Temperatures falling into the low 30s during the day. 
I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. It's 48 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Randy, you could win dinner with President Trump. I would love That'd be your, your nothing best more. gift You could ever. dine at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump and his family on January 20th. The Trump campaign is currently holding a sweepstakes for a chance to win the once-in-a-lifetime wow. opportunity. You'll be flown to Trump's Palm Beach, Florida club, where the winner gets to have dinner with the president, along with his sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, and their wives. I guess Ivanka's not included. Uh, according no, to the campaign... Extra. An additional contribution of a dollar or more gets you a second entry into the sweepstakes. The date for the dinner was chosen to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Trump's inauguration. Seriously, it is my profound wish that they all end up and die in jail. But I think if I was offered the chance to have dinner with them, I would definitely want to do it. Just so, but but on one condition, Chris Christie was there also and Trump made him (laughs) eat meatloaf. (laughs) He'll have plenty of free time. Yeah. Chris Christie will. Oh, yeah. He's done. He's done. See ya. There's no bridges to get there, is there? No, <laughs> Tumbleard. Uh, <laughs> Tumbleard. Tumbleard is, is the, the best. Bringing that back, the best one. Tumbleard. You are a tub of lard. Tumbleard. Just lard. But then you just a put it all together real, it. real fast. A, a big tumbleard. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Robert Mueller wins that dinner. I want to have dinner with him. Wait, maybe I don't. No, you don't. I do want to have dinner with the Tubble Art and make him eat stuff. Like, if I could do that, if I could be the one to tell Chris Christie what he has to eat, I'd <laughs> be awesome. Be like, eat the glue. Like, just make him go straight pica. And then you watch him get burned on the uh, the dessert front, because he's only getting one scoop, because Trump gets two. Right. <laughs> With the delicious He's like, chocolate dude, you make cake. me eat the meatloaf, and then you only give me one scoop? I yeah. want to just go check out that chocolate cake. Yeah, it's that so beautiful, beautiful. That, that gorgeous yeah. chocolate cake. If I can bomb... Syria while enjoying some cake, I might be in. <laughs> That's an, you, you have to pay for an extra ticket for that. Yeah, that that. That's would be an cool. extra. Or maybe we'll bomb bonus. North Korea this time. That happens really just, on the patio. I mean, yeah, this is just delicious cake and <laughs> genocide. Boom. Yeah, drop dead gorgeous cake. <laughs> the most beautiful. Wouldn't cake it be fun to watch Donald Trump eating ice cream while Chris Christie had none and he salivated like a Doberman, <laughs> just sitting there looking at him. Spit coming out of his jowls, or if he made him eat a bunch of blueberry pie, <laughs> you don't get the delicious, beautiful chocolate cake. And Richard Dreyfus narrates it. A cumbersome household chore may become easier thanks to a newly unveiled artificial intelligence. The Dream Tech Intelligence was showcased at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The Japan-based company Seven Dreamers hopes to get rid of chore fatigue with a laundry folding robot that looks like a bottom. Freezer fridge. It folds up to 40 shirts, pants, and undergarments in one load. No socks, though. Takes about five minutes to fold one item. It would take all day to yeah, fold you your clothes. Like, what? This is such a waste. Unless you're washing your clothes a la carte by one. And it's also $16,000. Engineers say an improved all-in-one washer, dryer, laundry folder will debut next year. Also at the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, robots may be taking jobs from strippers. British artist unveiled pole dancing robots at the (laughs) show. Joined on stage by real human strippers, the robots dance to... Music from 50 Cent and Pharrell. (laughs) The stripper bots are currently, though, they say just an art project. Story was worth it just to hear you say 50 Cent. 50 Cent. 50 Cent.
He's not a tubble arts. Stripper bots, I'm not sure what you think about that. Um, I don't they're know not, how that'll probably work. Probably not very soft and yeah. gentle. Oh, those those laugh dances are going to hurt. <laughs> that one where they put the guy on the stage and slam it <laughs> in his face. <laughs> Wow, that right. would be really brutal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the the equivalent joke of going home with like glitter on you from a robot is. Oil. Oil. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of robot do, is do it? Is that oil? What is wiki wiki? Like the, is it the tin Wizard man? of Oz? Yeah. yeah. Is this for all the, the people that the... watch the uh, Fox Sports News or the you know the uh, the, the Fox Sports? Yeah, that, that thing. That crazy robot. What if they had Transformer strippers? I've seen a couple that look like they might have been something <laughs> else before. <laughs> Like There's definitely man. trans strippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, <laughs> look at this part that comes out. Ah! Whoa. Well, while there's been a lot of chatter in the media about the decline in television ratings for football, it's still America's favorite sport by a lot. A new survey found 37% of Americans say football is their favorite sport, followed by basketball at just 11%. So big drop-off baseball, which supposedly is experiencing an increase in popularity, only named as a favorite sport by 9%. That is the lowest number for the sport since 1937. Uh, football's popularity down, though, from its peak of 43% back in 2007, but still number one. You can lose weight by getting a little extra sleep. A new study says getting an extra 20 minutes of sleep each night can help boost weight loss. Study from King's College in London found those who stay in bed longer consume less sugar each day. They consider seven hours to be a prime yeah. uh, for health. Researchers said people are attracted to junk food when they're tired, <laughs> of course, and Definitely. have less time to eat if they're sleeping, which, I don't know, you're just, when you're well rested, you don't really, uh, I no. don't. Whenever I was doing that juice cleanse, it was so miserable that I was just take a nap to eat up some time that I didn't have <laughs> Think to about spend eating. hungry. <laughs> it was the worst. So uh, explain the juice cleanse. I can't really. I, I mean, Serena, Not what it does, just what did you have to do? Uh, it was a three-day cleanse, okay. only juices, and you drink six of them a day. But it's not like you go buy a, an orange juice, a giant eagle, and drink it. No, it's no, some no. Kind you of buy like frothy. a three-day juice cleanse it was like raw something Kale did you drop how much weight did you drop i don't know i didn't do it for that i, I know but did you feel better no i didn't i didn't weigh myself in the beginning um did, did you feel better no <laughs> no no i <laughs> so felt i felt not a success i've never felt more alone angry <laughs> and scared hangry well i ad i admire your ability to do the mind over matter stuff that's one that, that's more what it was for me yeah i think that you take challenges a lot of times like that try which is good it's good for your brain um i immediately try to troubleshoot it <laughs> so that i don't have to do it i'm like mm, here's the thing about juicing because i keep hearing negative aspects to juicing and why you shouldn't sure. juice yeah no i'll never be back well isn't fasting yeah. good too yeah, that's that's kind of what it was a, a little bit. Like it's sort of like a stepping stone towards fasting. But isn't fasting supposed to be like short periods of time, like a day. not three days? No, like a day yeah. of fasting. Mm -hmm. Right, and we're such a fat country that we don't realize that you know people are fasting not on their own free will all over the world. How many times have you gone to a restaurant? And ordered like an appetizer, man. Like I, that's all I needed mm -hmm. all the time. Then, I've often ordered an appetizer for my meal. And then you're like, 
And I also have something else coming. No. Why did I do that? <laughs> well, and I then, guess I better well, eat all of it. I better it. crush it. Yeah. It happens all the time. I think if you can, like, and then every time somebody comes here from another country, they're like, your portions are so big. They are so People big. eat so much. And then when you go somewhere else, you're like, portions are so small here. <laughs> you get kind of angry. Then you eat it, feel bad about yourself, grab, your, grab all your stomach fat like uh, honey boo-boo. Like honey that's, boo-boo. That's one of the only reasons I don't feel quite as bad when I go out to eat, because I think, okay, I could eat two to three meals out of this. Oh, you're thinking ahead. Right. You're like, this This is my lunch <laughs> this, and my dinner if tomorrow. If I pay $20 for a meal, it's really six and some change. It's one way to do a it. A meal. <laughs> Definitely one way to do it. Yeah, Which I mean, is the, still a lot. The thing with the juice cleanse that helped me was just to reset all my scavenging that I like from from Thanksgiving to Christmas the wheels fell totally off I mean I was eating brownies at midnight there were no rules every meal was my birthday I'm having lasagna late at night yeah, I mean yeah. it, it was just it was so out of control the snacking that I just had to reset all that and so it was good for from that perspective yeah. but it made us so crazy that Sunday morning. Did you morning, both do it at the same time? We both did at the same time. I would not recommend doing it when the weekend is approaching. Like, I would do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We did it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The worst thing ever. I was just, it was like, I'm not going to make plans. I'm not going out. I can't yeah, eat. All I know <laughs> is I started off our vacation with Bill at Eaton Park at one in the morning eating French fries and a milkshake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Super burger. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's what I mean. Here comes Fat Randy <laughs> coming down your chimney. Oh, dude, my... it was there was there was that was my no whole part. Yeah, so you got to. I don't know. I, I, I you know I'm trying to slowly get back into it by not being a complete hog everywhere I go, but the juice cleanse stuff. Man, I, that's that's mm, tough. I don't know if I could. Do I wouldn't it. recommend it. No, I'd be. I, I really would. I'd be. I'm angry enough from not sleeping that I I added the juice part into it too. I would just be like, I'd be just Larry David screaming at people in public. It makes you realize how much you graze because oh, I, do it I just eat a little bit here and there mm -hmm. all day, every day. And that's what most people do. They go, oh, how am I not losing weight? Which I really, don't eat crazy meals. If you want to lose weight, they say that's kind of what you should do. But eat they need like to be, five to it needs six to be small, healthy. Right. Like you can't five eat almonds. Bar. Right. Like a, a few almonds, uh, like I'm gonna really all jazz this meal stuff. up. I'm gonna have five almonds. <laughs> I'm mixing it up, Raw. guys. You don't know me. I'm crazy now. Raw almond sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> they just do every oh, time. Oh, my almond was so raw. <laughs> After three days After of juicing, for three oh days. my god, you had to have the raw almond in the. <laughs> I had to take bushel. at least a bath a day. <laughs> Well, another health and weight. Uh, Where were you putting the juice? <laughs> I think I was doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. In other health and weight loss related news, a new study found the key to staying motivated to keep a New Year's resolution to lose weight or get in shape is to hear people say, You look super hot. Oh, so that you, if you hear if that. You hear that. No other phrase works. A cognitive behavioral psychiatrist ran the study, and here's her explanation for why. You look super hot works. Researchers say it's because somebody might say, oh, you look good because they know you're dieting and right. that's encouraging. But if they say you're super hot, it's because that's what popped into their head. So you interpret it as being authentic and an honest 
reflection of how you're looking. I wonder if that works for the flu. (laughs) You can just tell people they look hot while they have the flu and they get over it. You look so hot right now. Like your temperature is literally (laughs) like 103. (laughs) Really? Did you just say that because it popped in your head? You look really skinny. That flu is really doing wonders for your abs. See, usually if somebody tells me I look like I've been working out, that's the day I stop working out. And then when somebody tells me I look kind of fat, then that's the day I get back in the gym. Oh. Who tells you you look fat? Me. Yeah. (laughs) No. One of my friends, she goes... I think you gained 15 pounds this year. And I'm like, there's no way wow. I gained 15 pounds this year. But now I'm never eating anything again. There's no way. 15. Anyways, good to see you. Good to see you. Take your shoes off, please. I think you got 15 times uglier this year. <laughs> <laughs> David Letterman is making his way back to television screens with a new Netflix show called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. It premieres Friday with an hour-long episode featuring Barack Obama in a teaser released by Netflix. The former president shares the story behind a photo of him dancing alongside late pop icon Prince. This was probably three or four months before he died, and... Prince asks Sasha to come up and dance, and she's an excellent dancer. Then Sasha pulls me up, which surprises me because she always mocks my dancing, but (laughs) I have dad moves. This marks Obama's first appearance on a talk show since his departure from the White House. Other guests this season include George Clooney, Tina Fey, and Jay-Z with new episodes airing monthly. Willie Nelson canceling shows because of health issues. He's 84 years old. He ended a concert in San Diego this weekend after he began coughing and having breathing difficulties during his first song. His publicist later said he either has a bad cold or the flu, which at 84 is... I hope he could be terminal. Uh, His remaining shows this month in uh, Vegas, Laughlin, Nevada, and Palm Springs have been scrapped so he can recover at home. And TMZ is reporting that Motorhead guitarist Fast Eddie Clark has died at the age of 67. The report claims that he died due to complications of pneumonia. He was the latest of uh, the originals in Motorhead. Lemmy and bandmate Phil Taylor died two years ago. Forecast today, rain later, upper 50s for the high, but that winter storm watch goes into effect tomorrow at 1 o'clock and goes through Saturday at 1 o'clock. Snow and freezing rain and dropping temperatures are uh, going to be really cold on Sunday. Highs in the teens for the Steelers mm. game. It is 48 at DBE. Mike's got your sports next. An eventful day at Steelers practice. Stephon Tuitt leaves in a sling. Artie Burns apparently uh, with some uh, some knee damage. We're not sure to the extent of all of it yet. He'll have the latest, plus a visit an inspirational visit from Ryan Shazier to practice yesterday. Uh, tomorrow on the show, by the way, Vince Williams, Brett Kiesel, Rocky Blyer will all be on the show. Whoa. Dave Damashek from the NFL Network. So we're getting you set for that Steelers Sunday. Big time here on your home of the Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Um. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And there is no shortage of storylines as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers regular season and now the postseason. Steelers got that much going for them again as they get ready for Jacksonville on Sunday at Heinz Field. Sports is out brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Ryan Ryan Shazier made a return to the south side yesterday. If you saw his Instagram post, he was uh, pictured in his wheelchair beaming at the Steelers' indoor facility. His first appearance back for a practice 
since that horrific injury suffered uh, in early December in Cincinnati and his subsequent spinal stabilization surgery. Uh, Ryan Chazier back at practice for the first time, but defensive captain Cam Hayward suspected it won't be the last. His dad even told me today, he was, you know, just keep bringing Ryan around because he, he likes it. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to do that because not only does he like it, but we like it too. He, he's getting tips, he's breaking down film still, so he's still studying his butt off. Yeah, staying involved, and uh, that, that picture, the, the look on his face is uh, just grabs you by the heart. Yep. And uh, just she, a special kid. She's here's teammates uh, equally uh, moved by everything that went on yesterday. Here's Le'Veon Bell. Today. Um, I mean, everything in the world, you know, just seeing, um, you know, Shea around, it, it feels good. You know, knowing he's a good spirit, he's smiling, um, he's still coming in, checking on us. Um, you know, it, it, it's a bright, bright spot in our practice. And guys were kind of joking with him, saying he was kind of slowing down practice a little bit, but um, it doesn't matter. You know, he can come and show his face at any, any moment in time, and guys going to always show that love, and um, it's always good to see him. Ryan Chazier posting yesterday on Instagram along with his photo, a message, quote, I want to thank the Lord for the first downs that he's been allowing me to achieve. The touchdown is going to come in his timing, but today was a first down. I was finally able to make it to practice with my teammates. It's great to be back for practices and meetings. Just to be able to feel a part of it means the world. Chazier went on to add, quote, I've been making strides over the past month and continue to make progress, taking it day by day, but I'm far from done. Uh, the only thing we don't know is uh, any sort of long-term prognosis for Ryan Shazier. Uh, that is, uh, if not unspoken, unknown. Here's Cam Hayward. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that wouldn't be fair to Ryan. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to the people that are helping him in that situation. Um, you know, Ryan will answer that at a, at a different time. Um, but all I can say is Ryan's pro- progressing, and you know, I'm happy for him. Also Man. unknown uh, as of practice yesterday, uh, the status of Artie Burns and Stephon Tewitt for Sunday's game against Jacksonville. Both of those guys showed up on the participation report as limited. Burns knee and Tewitt elbow. Tewitt was seen leaving the Steelers practice facility in a sling. Uh, Burns, uh, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, uh, has ligaments that are intact in his knee. So uh, potentially uh, good news there. But uh, all eyes on those two guys at practice today, or if they're not there, then the guys who are where Burns and Tuit are supposed to be. Jacksonville also uh, dealing with some injury issues as the Jaguars get ready to make a return to Heinz Field this weekend. Uh, starting middle linebacker Paul Pazlozny didn't practice. Abdomen, he got hurt against Buffalo last Sunday, didn't finish that game. Uh, outside linebacker Telvin Smith, who moved over to the inside to replace Pazlozny, he didn't practice yesterday because of an ankle and nickel corner. Aaron Colvin, illness, did not practice. Colvin was sick going into the Buffalo game. Uh, he opened as the nickel cornerback but did not finish the game in that capacity. Those are three pretty significant guys for Jacksonville. Ben Roethlisberger perhaps uh, giving a hint as to his intentions for next year. He was asked, uh, among other things, yesterday if he thought that Sunday might potentially be his last game at Heinz Field. Roethlisberger said, quote, I don't think it is my last, but I'm not thinking that right now. I don't think he's 1,000%. Oh, I thought you were running the sound there. Um, I don't think he's 1,000% focused on whether or not he's going to retire. But uh, No. Certainly uh, it feels like his, 
his play and his demeanor has a different feel, does it not? The second half of the season than it did the first. Oh, he's so lo- he's so locked in. He's been terrific. Pro Bowl. College and of- I think I think like most things, Mike, it's probably contingent on how this plays out. You wonder, does he if they win it all, does he ride off into the sunset? If they don't, is he determined to come back? Or is it the other way around? If they win it all, does he want to come back and try to get another one, a back-to-back? Or if they don't win it, does he throw up his hands and say, okay, that's that? I don't know. If he beats Brady and then he wins a Super Bowl, it's going to be hard to top that. He'll end up behind the bar at his restaurant with an apron, wiping it down. How you doing? A TB12 towel, wiping down the bar. (laughs) Uh, Dude, if that restaurant opened in Boston, nobody would go there. What? TB12? TB12. Who'd want to go eat the crap that Tom Brady has to eat to keep being Tom Brady? Not the Bostonians I know. That's what I'm saying. They'd be like, does it come in a bread bowl? <laughs> right. Although is probably there chowder available? Whatever it is, it would probably be an improvement on uh, Narragansett. On what? what is that, that? That local that was... beer up there. Oh. oh, I don't know what that is. I thought it's, that was a town. It's awful. Oh, really? I've never had it. Yeah. I think it's like their Iron City. Oh, okay. Oof. I thought Sam Adams was like their... Well, I got that too, but Narragansett's old school. Sam Adams was brewed Latrobe for a long time. I'm not sure if it still is. It's brewed in uh, Jamaica Plains now. Oh, uh, is it? How do you know? Because I've taken the tour. <laughs> he gets right. the Hit newsletter. Me? Okay. It's one of the historic places in uh, the Boston area. All right. And All they right. let you... Uh, you know, you ever do a beer tour, a brewery, and they give you like a little shot glass of beer mm-hmm. at the end? You, you drink at Sam Adams at the end of that tour. I took one of the Iron City Brewery one time when Mark Davis was the brewmaster there, and he got he got called into like an emergency situation, and he was like, it was me and my buddy uh, uh, John Gelati, and he goes, uh, here's the bar, guys. Just, just go ahead and pour some beers. I'll be back. And he never came back. <laughs> So we're just sitting there, <laughs> pouring beers. We're like, this is awesome. Sticking your mouth under the tap like Barney. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> the other cool thing about Sam Adams is they have a, you go from the brewery tour, there's a an historic bar up there called Doyle's, which is not too far away, which was the first place that Sam Adams was actually sold. And they have these trolleys that take you from the brewery to Doyle's and it's a party trolley and there's lights on it and music and a guy driving it's you know the DJ and everybody's hanging out and half in a bag and then you get to Doyle's and uh, Doyle's is a great place too if you ever get up to the Boston area maybe next weekend if you're going up for the game ah! do the Sam Adams and the Doyle's thing let's let's, let's get past the Jaguars and then we can worry about the evil empire it's preordained mm Ship yeah, it up it to Boston. Oh. New England still has to play. Yeah, Val, tell them. Yeah, I Tennessee's mean, over yeah, there going, hey, what beat about Tennessee? Yeah, I'm smart. Any given yeah. Sunday. Hey, I'm in the room. Yeah. You think Mark Wahlberg? Uh, I, 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 might have, I might rethink my take on that, even though I'm not a big fan of his. That whole $1.5 million thing. It's like, that's business. I can see it, that argument too. There's hey, no doubt Michelle Williams gets screwed, but you gotta pay me. Yeah, 
I need money. So Dave Holmes, he used to work at MTV, tweeted about this. He wrote a book about working <laughs> at MTV back in the day. They and paying you yet? Yeah, he kept seeing Marky <laughs> Mark in the halls, and he'd be like, they paying you yet? All the time to him. And he's like, hey, yeah, Dave, what? why do you think? Paying you of yet? course I'm getting paid to be here. And every time he saw him, he'd be like, hey, man, good to see you. They paying you yet? And so he's like, does he think I just volunteer my time here? <laughs> so uh, then he said years later, when he had moved to Los Angeles, he was at a Saturday evening mass, Catholic mass. You know, you do the Saturday night ch- uh, church. And uh, Marky Mark was there. And at the handshake of peace, Marky Mark turned around and shook his hand. He goes, hey, man, they paying you yet? <laughs> like, he's like, so I think that's just something he says. So I don't that know. might just, yeah, that might just be his, his shorthand thing. for how's it going? I think people are just using it as a, an excuse to uh, throw a few punches at Marky Mark for a whole bunch of different things. But well, the thing that oh, yeah. about it that pisses me off is that the director said, "No, everybody's coming back for free." He told Michelle Williams, "Yes, that. I see. Okay, now that is total BS. Yeah, that is total BS. And whether she's a box office draw or not." I don't think comes into play necessarily because she's an Oscar nominated actress four, four times. So she, you know, it's, it's like she is at the, the highest level. The argument doesn't hold water. You know, I don't know how many people went to see the shooter, but that can't be. Yeah, a but reason. he's a he's a box office draw, and she might not necessarily be, even though she's an out. She can outact him. I don't. I mean, is Judy Dench a box office draw? Would you give Judy Dench a thousand dollars? No. I. Th- that's not my point. Is that they can make that argument? They're like, hey, man, you got. Look, this guy doesn't come back and do your movie. Uh, you know, your reshoots, you're screwed. You put yourself in this situation, not our guy. You know, if his overall salary was fifteen hundred times more, I think they have enough money to give both of them money. I totally agree with you. I think this is on the filmmakers, totally. Yeah. But also, Marky Mark is uh, kind of a jerk. Hey, if I was on one of those planes, 9-11 wouldn't have happened. Oh, that's not a disgraceful thing to say. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. Right. That's crazy talk. Unless the Funky Bunch was all on the plane, too. (laughs) There's no way. Numbers-wise, he could do it alone. (laughs) But but Did his uh, restaurant open up yet in the North Hills? I don't know. Yeah, uh, it is. It's open. Is it? Part of his, uh, uh, you know, kind of want to go there. I understand part of the argument is what I'm trying to say, but I I think the reason he's getting lambasted, and he is, he is getting roasted right now for this reshoot fee that he uh, he uh, commanded. I bet when you go up to order your food, they're like, "Did you pay yet?" <laughs> like I haven't ordered yet. He Can said I he's, order. You know, he said he said he's ashamed of boogie nights. Well, he is he a born again? Yeah, or is he just yeah. Hard, like a hardcore born and raised Catholic? Feel, 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 feel my heat. I don't even know. That's a fantastic movie. It's an awesome movie. It's the best movie he did besides The Departed. He's really good in The Departed because he had to play himself. It's like when Ben Affleck has to play a jerk. He's great. <laughs> right. He is good in that. Oh, dude, everybody's in, good in that. Him in Baldwin. That movie is fantastic. It's perfect. That was an under-the-radar classic, in my opinion, because not everybody, it's not universally accepted as a classic. Right? Well, I think it should be. Like, I told, I was talking to Gardell about it, and he was like, eh, I don't know. It's on my gotta-watch-it list. Yeah, no matter what you're doing. From I, punching around. Yeah. And I've seen that movie on. 40 times. Gotta watch it. Two Godfathers. 
and The Departed and Goodfellas are in the, the top five for sure. And I don't know what number five is. Apocalypse Now used to be back there, but it's been pushed out, I think. I, uh, Miracle's on one of my movie stations mm. now, and that's made the gotta watch list. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I don't know. I love Casino. I know that people don't love that as as much as the others, but how could you? I mean, Pesci and De Niro. They're great. I thought Sharon Stone. I thought Casino was, hey, we need another gangster movie, but we don't really have a story, so let's move it all to Vegas and do the same stuff over and over mm. again. I loved it. It's pretty good. The whole Kansas City mob tie-in and the I guy kept the records. I equal amount yeah. of blueberries in each muffin. It was weird because De Niro wasn't a tough guy in it, and that was the problem with it. You hear not- that, Ace? You hear that little girl? Yeah, because Ace ultimately didn't have mu- it wasn't a muscle. It, Pesci could destroy him at any moment, and that dynamic made that, that one different. Jimmy the Jet? Everybody was terrified of Jimmy the Jet. I just I love Ace. They're like, oh, that's that's the you know uh, when they get when they go into that one like a, that casino and they're getting that guy who's like, what'd you do? I just got a call from your wife. She said the lights are shut off. That. Here's some money. Pay your bills. And then the other guy goes, smarten up. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. That was uh, Vincent. He just passed away. Yeah. Frank Vincent. Frank Vincent. He just passed away. He did a uh, he was record. In all those movies. He was in a band with Pesci before they became movie stars back in the day. If you were Italian in New Jersey uh, in that era, I think you had to be in a like a doo wop inspired band mm-hmm. or just straight mob muscle. What you had one or two choices. So if those you can't sing. You knew what you had to do. Sing for the mob. Better sing or fight. Right. So he did an album a few years ago, and he came on the show. We interviewed him. He was he was great. His website is hilarious, too. Frank Vincent has a website you can go to. But it's like, it's from the era when the website, like, people first were developing their, their own web pages. Mm-hmm. So it's like all <laughs> cheesy Sparks. graphics, like, click this box here and unleash the treasure trove of recordings. And you click it, and it's like... And then it goes yeah. into all this. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the old graphics. It's like a glorified MySpace page. I think it's frankvincent.com. I could be wrong. Anyways, all right. Tomorrow on the show, big ass day. Collier will be Steelers here. Friday. It Steelers is Steelers Friday. Friday. Collier will be getting uh, you, you set for uh, movie reviews. But Brett the Diesel Kiesel, 745 tomorrow. Nice. Wow. Vince nice. Williams will follow that at 805. 99 and 98. Brandon T. Jackson is at the Improv this weekend. He was the guy in Tropic Thunder. Um, the actual black dude. And yes. And not a dude who was in black Al Pacino. playing a black dude. What's his rap name? Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, hilarious. All right, so he'll be on the show tomorrow, 8.15. Rocky Blyer, 8.45. Whoa. And then we got Dave Damashek rounding things out tomorrow. Shit. With his uh, his uh, pre-Steelers segment. So that'll be tomorrow. Don't forget to go to TV.com, take the Steelers quiz, Steelers season quiz. You could win tickets to the game Sunday, overnight accommodations, dinner for two, $100 gift card in the Steelers Big. pro shop. Big. Yeah, that's huge. Michelle's up next. Have a great one. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.